following program is intended for mature audiences. Drama in the LBC It's kinda hard being Snoop D-O-double G But I somehow, someway Keep coming up with funky ass shit Like every single day May I Alright everybody, hey That's the uh, one and only Snoop Dogg The Snoop Doggy Dog The Dog Father The D-O-double Jizzle Gin and Juice Welcome to Sports and Beer with Friends Uh, It's kind of a special I don't know, almost like a NBA draft lottery Episode, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Well, anyway, I'm Duckman. I'm joined by Mike Mastrolio today. We are doing a kind of a one-on-one. Indeed. All right. Snoop Dogg. In the his a for Rizze. You, your music choice today is excellent. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I like it. Uh, so Snoop Dogg's the best. We're going to talk a little more about Snoop Dogg later. So, But Snoop Dogg is the best. I mean, he's just the absolute best, and I don't know. It's one of those dudes, even if you don't like rap, you're probably like, yeah, I can get down to this. Oh, I know that tune. Yeah. Every, you can't get away from gin and juice, bro. <laughs> that was coming for you. Coming straight up at that ass with the gangsta lead. Anyway, uh, so we're going to talk a lot about sports today because uh, that's what we do. But mostly we're going we're gonna to concentrate pretty heavy on NBA today, NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Hey, it's my day. Yeah, it's definitely Mike's <laughs> day. And it's a great day for the NBA. We are actually recording on a Monday, like I said, special kind of special edition the draft lottery is on currently, so you will know already who's been, who's got the number one pick in the draft, but we're going to find out on the air. We're going to find out as it's happening. Mike's going to kind of feed that info to me because the TV's behind my back. Uh, but So anyway... It's going to be the Celtics because... They have the 25% chance, but here's It doesn't even matter. It's the NBA... Like, there's Whoa. no ping pong ball. Stop okay. with that. No, so, no. All right, so that's okay if you want to say that. But remember that in the year that Tim Duncan... Was it, was the oh, that clear, is true? That the is Celtics true. had a really good shot at getting the number one pick and did not, and they gave it to the Spurs. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, and here's another thing about the Celtics. If you think about luck of the Irish, the Celtics do not have it when it comes to the draft. They've never had the number one overall pick ever. Hmm. Good point. Okay. The Knicks got it with Ewing, they and the sure Lakers did. get it every time they have a chance to get it. Right, pretty much every <laughs> time, right? Now the Lakers. Well, we'll talk. We'll, you know, we'll talk a lot more about the NFL, uh, the NFL, the NBA draft lottery in a little bit. But we're going to talk about some other stuff first because we're going to get really deep into that, and that's some, some of the stuff yeah, I want to cool. talk about. Uh, so, a couple. Uh, well, before we go any further, for professional financial advice regarding retirement planning, investments, and life insurance, be sure to contact Matt Govendo and receive your complimentary planning analysis. Today, call Matt at 315-671-1864, and he'll hook you up for your financial future. You can also get in touch with the show. Uh, you can email us at sportsbeershow.gmail.com. At gmail.com sorry. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter, at sportsbeershow. And don't forget, you can subscribe to us now on iTunes, Google Play, which is new, and, and also the TuneIn app. Uh, you can get our podcast in all those areas now, plus, of course, blogtalkradio.com. So anyway, a uh, bunch of stuff happened in sports. So the players was this past weekend. We just finished up with that. Players is like... The, it's not the, one of the four majors, right? It is not one of the four. It's, right. like, it's, it's the com- money tournament, though. It's, it is commonly referred to as the fifth major. It's yeah. the Players' Championship. 
Uh, and this weekend, 21-year-old South Korean Siwoo Kim became the youngest to ever win the players. He pocketed a cool $10.5 million for a three-stroke win in this year's tournament. He was uh, 10 under. I mean, pretty good. I would probably retire from golf at that point. <laughs> as, a, as, a yachting. as a 21-year-old, had I, had I cleared a cool 10.5 mil, that probably would have been it for my career. And I would probably have moved to Hawaii a lot sooner, I guess. That's I guess. so cool. <laughs> I mean, good for him, though, really. Yeah, absolutely. And, and good start to career. Now, what's weird is I saw a couple of stats on him. I think he's had, he's shot an, he's, he's had more rounds of 80-plus in his career, four, than he had ever had top 25 finishes, two, prior to this. But again, I mean, he's a young you're, golfer. If you're going to get hot. Do it at the players, Do it at the tournament that pays you $10.5 million. My God. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm taking the rest of the year off, and we'll see if we, uh, we're ever coming back. So good uh, good on Su-Woo Kim. Su-Woo Kim, I'm sorry. Uh, NHL, real quick, Mike's not a huge fan, but that's okay. The fi- conference finals are I was following it as far as the Rangers got, just because I wanted to see for you what, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I feel like the Rangers were kind of a victim of the new playoff system. However, they didn't play well enough against Ottawa. They should have eased. That's it. The Rangers led for most of that series, and they, they should have beaten Ottawa. Probably four games to two, or five game, four games to one. But... Ottawa was good in, uh, you know, uh, in close games and got some pucks to go their way, and that's the you, way hockey goes. You know, hockey and soccer have a lot in common in that you can dominate the game and lose because it, you can dominate a game and lose one. Because it's such a low-scoring game. Yeah, right. so the, you can create you know, one good chance all game mm-hmm. and score. Versus the other team creates chance every chance, and a goalie's hot, and right. you can't get anything by him. Yeah, goalie's absolutely out of, yeah. his, out of his mind, and he, you can't get anything past him. It, and, yeah. It's like in the, so in the NBA, or in basketball in general, the purpose of your offense is to get yourself a good shot. Yes. But you'd still rather bank in a three off of one leg falling backwards than miss a wide-open corner three, because one's worth three points and one's worth zero. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it, So the NHL exacerbates that in that we won three to two, we got a third of the chances they right. got, but we cashed the ones in that we got. Right. If you're down 5-2 in, in the NBA, you're okay. If you're down 5-2 <laughs> in hockey, you're done. Ain't no coming back. Right. For, for, for the most part. Uh, but the Nashville Predators are making their first ever conference finals appearance. So congratulations cool to that them. franchise. Yeah, they, they had a big trade in the offseason, got a really good defenseman named P.K. Subban, and he's a, a guy who's a... He's big, he's fast, and he also is a really good offensive player, so he does it, kind of does it all for them. Uh, but they're a very good team. They are actually they split uh, on the road in Anaheim. They are now tied 1-1. Uh, the Senators are facing the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I believe the Penguins leave that series 1-0, but I'll check on that in just a second. Uh, the Penguins obviously are heavily favored to win that series. And the whole thing, right? Uh, well, they're the defending Stanley Cup, cha- Stanley Cup champions. The best so player in the league. Yeah, best player in the world, uh, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, so yeah, I mean they they are definitely they are the Golden State Warriors of, I mean they yep. they guys have several of the of the best players in the world right. on that team with him, Evgeny Malkin, Phil Kessel, you know uh, Mark Andre Fleury is having a bit of a resurgence, but they also have another goaltender that was their starter, but Mark Andre Fleury is the one who won the cup with them. Yeah, I mean it's just it they've been really really good. Uh, and I can't get uh, you don't need a great goalie, you need a hot goalie. Right, that's it. You don't. I mean. <laughs> 
a lot of times, you know, a lot of years, Henrik Lundqvist was the best goalie in hockey, but that didn't do him very much good because they didn't get very far in the playoffs, or not far enough. And then you have some guys, it was the guy for uh, the Avalanche that was always just amazing in the playoffs, Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh was amazing all the time. Yeah. He was the best goalie ever. Like, uh, all time. Most wins in the regular season, postseason, it's just, he was the best goalie ever. Uh, Dominic Kosick would be a good guy. Yeah. He, he was also a really great goaltender in regular season, but he just would get into the playoffs and just be insane. Yeah. And it's, well, what, a great, what a great era for hockey that was. Uh, so I'm not going to bore Mike with that. That's all right. It's not boring <laughs> to me. You're, you're coming to the, you know, the two ultimate series in the league now, and it's all the best players. And, yeah. It, you this know. Is the, listen, playoff hockey, actually it's funny because Charles Barkley said it. Uh, playoff hockey is about as exciting as it gets. It really is. Tight games, especially when you get into that, uh, when you get to those overtime situations and you get a game that goes to two, three overtimes, and it's like tied two to two, and everything is just end to end. An hour of stress. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. And if you are a fan of one of those teams and your team actually is the one that pulls it out, I don't care if it's 3 o'clock in the morning. You're not going to bed anytime soon. Right. (laughs) It's just amazing to do that stuff. Oh, good. Restart required. Restart now. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to. Seems like a bad time. It seems like not opportune. We'll just restart, folks. We'll be back in about 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> no, so we're not going to do that. But anyway, so yeah, NHL, uh, Stanley Cup's coming up pretty soon, so that'll be fun. LeVar Ball. So since we've been on the air last, LeVar Ball said a bunch of stuff, and they introduced Lonzo's shoe. The, the big baller. Big baller brand, which sounds yeah. like a brand you would buy at Walmart. Yep. But. Uh, they are charging... The decimal place needs to move a little if you're going to buy them at Walmart. For sure, because $495 isn't often what you find on the shelf at Walmart for shoes. I heard they sold 300 pairs on the first day. Yeah. What a, what a debut. Yeah, I mean, that's not great. No, it, that's it, not the number they were going for. Right, in case you, you're you unaware of uh, how the sneaker biz goes, Jordans sell that, month, that much in the first, what, 30 seconds of their release? At each store. Right, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Right. So that didn't go that great. And then his response to why, because uh, people say, well, Jordans aren't even that, aren't even close to that. The, the most expensive Jordans are like maybe pushing 300, 220, 250. But still, they're not 495. They're not $500 sneakers. And his response to that, of course, was, well, MJ ain't Lonzo. Yep, that's true. <laughs> so he can't sell $495 shoes. Not true. If if they priced the next pair of new Jordans at four ninety five, they'd sell every pair they made. Yeah, absolutely they would. Absolutely they would. Um, and it, it, there's plenty of good reason for that. I mean, it is a brand. Yes. And it has a cool name, the Jordan brand. So check this out. Okay, go ahead. Um, on Twitter, you know, there's some of these sports columnists like uh, Colin Cowherd, Stephen A. Smith, these type of guys that just say things because they know that thing is acidic and it's going to, yes. you know, it's going to turn heads, right? They don't say it necessarily because they believe it, whatever. And so there's this debate, and I believe it was on Colin Cowherd's show or it was a tweet from them, and it was like, Tom Brady can't match Michael Jordan as far as his influence on culture. And it's like... You're idiots. I have, two, I have two comments on that. No shit, and who cares? Exactly, and exactly. <laughs> and it's like, yes, Jordan, and then, then, well, because you're talking about the Jordan brand, it brought right. that back to mind. And it's like, yes, Jordan branded himself. Jordan was, I mean, I want to be like Mike. Because for some reason, all of a sudden, there's fly. this conversation with Brady and Jordan. Like, I don't know why it is right now, as opposed to maybe like when Brady had won the Super Bowl, but this, in team sports, Brady might be the GOAT. No. Because right now, the idea is it's Jordan. Right. 
in team sports, he's the greatest of all time. Um, I would I would argue that that's not even I would argue that the only you could argue two guys and it's Jordan and Gretzky. And that's yeah, that's a good point too. Gretzky is kind of the the next one on the list, but you could make arguments in basketball that it's not Jordan, frankly. You could make an argument that it's Bill Russell, yeah, you know, Kareem, but for people alive today, yeah, it's Jordan. For the masses, it's Jordan. But it's because of his brand though. So it all goes back to that. Yes. And Jordan Jordan created himself as a brand. The problem with these balls is the brand didn't create itself, and your kid doesn't have a personality. Right. And it's not like your kid's charismatic or good-looking, and Jordan was all of those things. Absolutely. And, like, Jordan's a great-looking dude. He, he speaks great, and he's got this competitive fire, and you can see it in his eyes, and when he talks, and all, when he, he just... But when he talks and he's having fun, you get that yeah. little smile, give him, like, a cool wink. He, and, and then he's also got human flaws that you can relate to as far as gambling and the things he... too many cigars, plays too much golf. The things he does outside the game that you... you you know, in theory, should dislike him for, but you actually just like him more for those things because now you go, yeah, that's like me. And the thing is with the Jordan brand, it was organic, just like you're saying. Yeah. It started as a pair of shoes. Right. It was the Nike Air Jordan. And then it was the Jumpman logo. Right. And the After a while, what happened the was the, the shoe became so big and had a life of its own. It was so popular that the people at Nike are like, Michael. Might as well sell some shirts. We're, we want to redo your contract. Michael's like, I want to have my own brand. And they're like, yeah. We do too. too. We want you to have that too. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, and that's not the way it's going. Like you're saying, it's, it, this is force. This, is, this yeah. is my son. This is our brand. Give us your money. And it really... The whole charisma and and attractiveness things can't be understated. Seriously, like no, it, it's a Jordan's huge a guy thing. that if you're a woman, you look at Jordan, you go, "Damn, he's a good looking dude." And if you're a guy, you go, "Man, I wish I was Michael Jordan." For sure, if I, I do not. I would not switch places with Lonzo Ball. No, I would switch places with Michael Jordan. Right, right, right. And basically, the vast majority of people probably feel similar to that statement. I would say unless your name is Derek Jeter, you're not you're you're switching places with Michael Jordan. Yeah, like I, if I'm Jeter, I'm like, I'm good. I'm I'm good. Jeter's good. <laughs> if I'm Brady, I'm like I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to. But the, you're talking the one percent of one percent of one percent. You know, here's what I'll tell you: the next time I see someone wearing a Tom Brady TB12 logo apparel right. item, it'll be the very first time I've ever seen anyone wear one. Like I see Roger Federer gear on people. Right, but I don't see Tom Brady gear on people. Right, and he has he wears his own hats. TB12, yeah. you'll see him. It's yeah, a, and actually, it's not a horrible logo. Right, the clothing is okay, if not great. It's pretty good. Tom's fairly fashion forward. Whatever. His wife's a supermodel. He better be. And he's a model for UGG. Yeah. Remember so, the lamb skit? Remember the one where he was, had no shirt on and he was holding the lamb? <laughs> so the, I guess this uh, Lavar Ball's not to me not doing his kidney favors. No, but I don't. Now you wanted to talk a little bit about. It doesn't athlete. make him a bad guy, though. It doesn't. And it makes him a good father, actually. He's just trying to get his kid's name in your head a little bit, you know. Right. Um, so it, here's to me. Here's what, because Magic Johnson said this. Because someone asked him, "Would you consider?" Okay. Would you in take him with the first pick, Lavar Ball? Yeah. Would you take him? Would you consider Lonzo Ball, even though you have to? He's like, we were, we're not drafting the father. We're drafting the player. That being said, humans come with baggage, and you, draft picks come with baggage, and he's baggage. You really almost hope that this is all just to get all this stuff going, and then as soon as Lonzo hits the court, he just falls back. Kind of like, like Earl Woods did, 
kind of like the the Williams sisters' father did. Yeah. You know, they, after when they got their careers going, they became the focal point, and he fell back. They, the thing you have to worry about with Ball is he's got two, two younger brothers. Kids. Yeah. So maybe he switches his attention to them at that point. Yeah. And lets Lonzo be an NBA star, which I have every belief that that's what he's going to be. I've seen him play, and yeah. he's a really good basketball he's player. Got he's got unorthodox. Size, length, all those things. Um, well, Jay Billis was just on the TV. That I was watching the TV about an hour before we went on the air. Jay Billis was just on there. He said he is a Jason Kidd type point guard, except yeah. for he's a better shooter. Not a really great shooter, but a better shooter. And, you know... You and I know if there's one thing you want a guy is like if he has to improve on one thing you say what, what everybody gets shooting. better shooting shooting yeah that's everybody fine. he's not a great shooter we'll make him a better shooter yep. that's fine Jason Kidd was an awful shooter oh, right. and he turned himself into a Rajon Rondo awful shooter he is now a serviceable shooter he's still not a yeah. great shooter but how about LeBron James hello he was not a great shooter coming out of not high even school. good no like you had to basically he was going to take all the shots in high school so you had to defend it but. You know, yeah, yeah, he well, couldn't shoot threes. In the NBA, they just let him shoot. He's yeah, shooting twenty seven percent. He just out athletic everybody yeah. and just got to the rim a lot, a lot. And it was that way. He tried to be that way in the NBA, and he was really successful at it. But he still had to. Uh, uh, finally and now he's shooting forty six percent from right. three in the playoffs, I mean, which is better than Curry the, and Thompson. Right, one of the better shooters in the league, a top five shooter in the league. Go figure. Yeah, because he can shoot ten thousand jump shots a day for twelve years. Yeah, and so most guys, as they get older, if you're a baller, you. Become a better shooter the older you get. You know, right. speak from experience. I'm no, you know, basketball great. No, <laughs> but that's the truth. It just, you know? It's just one of those things you just get better at as you do it more and more. Uh, so that's that's not something that people got to worry about with Lonzo Ball. He'll end up being a better shooter. That being said, that being, said, I do not want him on my team, and I would not draft him personally. I'm not obviously in a position to make these kind of decisions. Correct. There's, I'll put it this way: there's enough people of sort of level playing field level of talent that I can pick somebody who isn't that dude. But and the reason the reason being it really isn't Lonzo, it's Lavar. Yeah, and it's more Lavar than it is Lonzo be, I, because Lonzo doesn't really talk a whole lot. The other thing though is I'm not in love with guards that can't shoot as much as we just said that they'll get better. Oh, if so I've got creative. the if I've got the first pick in the draft well frankly I'd take Josh Jackson from Kansas. I mean that's me. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll and we'll it, talk more about that. We're gonna that. talk NBA draft, but you know, yeah. I I don't want this kid and his baggage and his stupid brand. He's another one, Josh Jackson, where the only knock on him is he can't shoot. But that's okay coming out of so a athletic. six foot eight guy who defends. Yeah, all and those is athletic to the rim. Because to me, I look at the guys who become greats in the NBA, and he fits the mold. Oh no, like, I absolutely hundred percent right? agree. I don't know if you remember us talking during the NCAA tournament. I was saying. This is this is the guy. Oh my god, yeah. this guy. But guys like him, Jason Tatum from Duke, yes. like guys of that ilk that it's like, man, guy from guy of that size should not be able to do the things that guy does. Right. Those are the guys who become greats in the NBA. I think that if Josh Jackson ends up going fourth in this draft, there's gonna, there's going to be three teams that regret it. Yeah. Like a lot. Uh, because I just feel like he's going to be he has I think he has the potential to be the best player not in this draft today, but from this draft in the future. That's what I, that's what I would be trying to pick. That's what I mean. If right. I had the first pick, right. I want that guy. Right. No, yeah. I agree 100%. Now, now, this year's draft is a little different, and the balls are going on in the background of the, of the TV as we speak. Um, it's different in that your first pick could be a team that's the first seed. In by the, by the way, Mike meant lottery balls. Yeah, we don't have just. So, yeah, I'm not looking at balls. There's not balls the in the background on the TV. So anyway, right yes. So, but you know, it's not 
the Sixers, who are nine and seventy-three or whatever, right. that are that are going to end up with this pick. So to me, if you're Boston, you're going. We need to take the next step to become champions. And if it is Lonzo Ball, then good for them. If that's the guy that gets them there, that they feel is that guy, that's who they should take. I really feel if Boston ends up with the number one pick, they're going to take. They're, they're going to package it to get. So, but we're going to talk more NBA draft. Okay, later. so I'm let's sorry. just do that later. Yeah. Okay. That's All fine. right. So. Oh God, uh, this NCAA football thing you want to talk. Right. About. This oh. one. This one thing, and this has happened a couple weeks ago now, and it's possibly something that slipped by you because it was really just a small blurb, and no one made a big deal about it. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, this is re- reprehensible from a university, a public institution of higher learning. This and, and this university has continued to take the wrong stance on this whole issue the entire time. It is. I mean, I it's don't deplorable. know how you could be so tone deaf and stupid as an institution. Uh, the university uh, in question, Penn State University in Happy Valley, Pennsylvania, has named a new trustee to their board. One Mr. Jay Paterno, son of former disgraced head coach Joe Paterno. Regardless of what you think, this man allowed a sexual predator to be on his staff. And to predate. To predate for decades. Yes. In your community! In your community! Yeah. The children in your town were subjected to this man because of Joe Paterno, and now you put his son on the board of trustees. And Penn State fans are still, like, Joe Paterno fans. And I don't get it. I don't get it. I get it in the sense of this, as a fan. For 57, 60, whatever years, how many years it was, that's all you got. So if you you take away Joe Paterno to a lot of them... You're really not a Penn State fan. You're ripping away the national championships, the undefeated seasons, all the players. Okay, so... Because we're Syracuse fans. We well, can, I'm not a Syracuse football. I, no, I, no, no, no. But, but SU fans, yeah. Okay. We can relate to the whole loss of wins, et cetera, right? Oh, my God. Because with but, Jim Beheim, they, for that, yeah. this is my point. Yes. Now, I feel like Syracuse should be fighting to get Jim Beheim his wins back and that basically the punishment doesn't fit the crime. In the case of Penn State, Anybody who wanted to fight to get his wins back to me is a jerk. Oh, like, God. he should... No, I don't ever want to hear about this dude again. He shouldn't be the winningest coach in the history of college football. Right. He should be the dude who allowed another, that another to guy, go on with Sandusky. He, he, he's the dude that allowed his assistant coach to rape boys in the shower. And now let's make his kid the you know part of the board of trustees of the university. Get that name as far from your history and your present as possible. Like, you can't erase Joe Paterno from your history because, like you said, he's the coach for 45 years or whatever. But you can erase him from your present and erase him from your future. Right. And you should. Just because he's a part of your past doesn't mean you have to honor it. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to honor that past. Okay, so interesting parallel to that. In Germany, there's no... Statues to Nazis, but there's certainly statues to represent the Holocaust. You yes. don't, you don't, you know, They're not uh, celebrating the Holocaust. Celebrate your negative history. Don't but do it. You remember it. Yeah, that's okay to remember it. Right. Like I don't think. Like I'm glad they took the the statue of Joe Paterno down. Don't put it back up. They better not. And it, to me, the correct response would be to take the statue down and to leave the footprint where the statue was, so people remember. What what happened? This is who this guy was, and because he turned a blind eye, 
he isn't that anymore as far as we're concerned. Right. Because he bro- if, if you're a Penn State fan, Joe Paterno broke your heart. He should have broke your heart. Yep. Because he sullied your program in the name of wins. Awful. Yep. So anyway. So that's, that's, that's a good spot to, to end on, I think. All right, so we're going to switch gears. I'll let you know. Uh, because it is Sports and Beer with Friend, we talk some sports. We're going to talk more sports, but let's talk a little beer right now. So today, uh, Mike and I are both enjoying beers from Big Island Brew House, which is a local microbrew. They're and probably brewed in Wisconsin or something, but yeah. No, Waimea. Or Waimea. No, these all, I think these all come, I think they're actually bottled in Waimea. Oh, man. Malt beverage brewed with toasted coconut and coffee, White Mountain Porter. I mean, I mean it sounds one. okay. I mean, it's got a batch number on it and everything. So anyway, but yeah, share the Aloha. I actually, I've, I've been to the Big Island Brew House to have uh, a little bit of a lunch. They have a nice brew pub there. And I'm having the Overboard IPA. Uh, again, Big Island Brew House, Waimea, Hawaii. And Mike is having the White Mountain Porter, which he just described to you, which is sounds... It's pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's a really, really Porters good Porters are kind of my thing anyway. Right. His wife loves them, too, because they make him fat like crazy. It's incredible <laughs> no. how much he fats. It's all myth. Conjecture. <laughs> all right, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll probably be a little bit closer to telling you who got the 13th pick in the draft, right? I mean, they go reverse order, don't they? It's weird how they do it, actually. They uh, they like start from the middle. <laughs> You'll see. It's, okay, it, all it right. It's stupid. Okay. It's a little backwards. Yeah, all they right, don't just start at 13 and work their way up. It's we're like, going to play some more Snoop Dogg for you. This uh, this next song is uh, is another song. Actually, all the songs here are off of, of the same album. This one's going to be Ain't No Fun. If the homies can't had none. <laughs> uh, so, Which is a great tune. I love this song so much. Enjoy it. We'll be back right after this. On sports and beer with back the, right. the Jack off hour. This is DJ Easy Dick. On different balls right now, something new by Snoop Doggy Dog. And this one goes out to the ladies from all the guys. A big bow wow wow. Cause we're gonna make it a little mystery here tonight. This is DJ Easy Dick. On the station that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. When I met you last night, baby. Before you opened up your gap I had a respect for your lady But now I take it all back Cause you gave me all your pussy And you even licked my balls Leave your number on the cabinet And I promise baby I give you a call Next time I'm feeling kinda horny You come on over And I break you off And if you can't fuck that day baby Just lay back And open your mouth Corrupt, gave a fuck about a bitch, I'd always be broke I never have no motherfucking endo to smoke I get smoked and loony, bitch you can't do me Do we look 
like BBD, you hoochie groupie I have no love for hoes, that's something that I learned in the pound So how the fuck am I supposed to pay this hoe? Just the latest hoe, I know the pussy's mine I'ma fuck a couple more times, and then I'm through with it There's nothing else to do with it Pass it to the homie, now you hit it Cause she ain't nothing but a bitch to me And y'all know, that bitches ain't shit to me I give a fuck, why don't y'all pay attention? Approach it with a different proposition, I'm corrupt So, you'll never be my only one Trick ass bitch In the motherfucking house With a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth Hoes recognize, niggas do too Cause when bitches get scandalous and pull a voodoo What you gon' do? You really don't know So I'd advise you not to trust that hoe Silly of me to fall in love with a bitch Knowing damn well once you caught up with my grip Now as the sun rotates and my game grows bigger uh-huh. How many bitches wanna fuck this nigga named Snoop? Doggy, I'm all the above I'm too swift on my toes to get caught up with you hoes But see, it ain't no fun if my homies can't get a taste of it, cause you know I don't love it. Woo! Hey, now you know. Inhale, exhale with my flow. One for the money, two for the bitches, three to get ready, and four to hit the switches in my Chevy. Six for red to be exact, with bitches on my side and bitches on my back. So back up, bitch, because I'm struggling. Just get on your knees and then start juggling. These motherfucking nuts in your mouth. It's me, Warren G, the nigga with the clout. Woo! Sports and Beer with Friends, that was Ain't No Fun If a Homie Can Have None. So that song uh, features Corrupt, Nate Dogg, Warren G. It's good. That's a good song right there. Uh, and so, But before we go any further in segment two here, we would like to remind you that Sports and Beer with Friends does not own the rights to the music we play. It is for your listening enjoyment only. If you like the music that we play... We encourage you to purchase these songs from iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, or wherever music is sold. This week's featured artist is the one and only Snoop Dogg, the capital S O Fresh N O O P D O W G Y D O W G U C, aka Calvin Brodus, aka Snoop Doggy Dog, aka Snoop Lion, and he is one of the true great and true giants of hip hop music. He made his debut on Dr. Dre's 1992 album, The Chronic. Isn't he in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too? No, he's not. Oh, and here's why. His his debut album, Doggy Style, which went multi-platinum, debuted in 1993, which means he's eligible for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction next year, 25 years after his first ah. solo release. Okay. Uh, and to me, actually, that's kind of great that you brought it up, because to me, it uh, that first of all, Doggy Style is the album that all of these songs will be off today. We're featuring Doggy Style. Um, and again, get it. iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, wherever you find music, go buy Doggy Style. It's one of the great hip-hop albums of all time. Like, all time. And so he is, to me, Snoop Dogg is a first ballot Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. I don't see how you could possibly keep that guy out. Yeah, he's got some influence, too. It's not just him. It's the others he's brought along. And, and, and not just that. To your point earlier, when we were talking about Snoop earlier... Everybody loves him, regardless 
regardless yep. of the fact that he was indicted for murder, regardless of the <laughs> fact that he openly smokes and and supports and uh, uh, promotes the use of marijuana. I hadn't noticed. Had you not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Snoop is the greatest. The greatest. He is the dog father. Yeah, he is awesome. the one and only. So, so great choice. Yeah, and we're gonna feature the re- we're gonna feature more songs. Uh, love them, Gin and Juice. If, off the top of the show, if you don't know, when, immediately when that tro- when that beat drops, you know the song, and you know you know it, and you know you love it. So stop. Don't even play. All right. And Snoop is a big sports fan too, so that's good stuff. He loves NFL. He loves NBA. He loves baseball. We're gonna talk more NBA, and we're gonna do playoffs right now. So we're down to our final four. Yep, and you got you got the ones and the twos, which is cool. Yeah, both it's it's the four best teams in the league this year, and regardless of whether you want to give one of those teams their credit, and a lot of people feel like there's one team that clearly doesn't belong, they're the number one seed. Yeah, yeah, and they earned it. Yep, Cleveland got to come to them. Absolutely, but at the same time. Uh, I am a fan of that team, the Boston Celtics, and I don't hold out a whole lot of hope that they're going to actually win that series. If they did, it would be one of the bigger upsets in NBA playoff history. Yep. I mean, even though it's the one, even though they're the one advantage. I will. I I said this the other day to some. Right after, actually yesterday, right after the Celtics won Game Seven against the, the Washington Wizards. They said, wait, they're the one seed? I said, yes, and they will be favored in exactly zero games in this series. Or if they were to beat the Cavs the next series as well, regardless of the winner of the West. Correct. They will not be favored in a single game the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, here's the, here's the thing, too. So we haven't, we got a little bit later today as we're taping, game two of the Western Conference Finals is going to go on. Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals isn't until Wednesday, which is tomorrow for us, but Wednesday. Stupid. Yep. It was dumb. I can't believe they started the Western Conference Final before, before the, Game 7 of the other one. Right, yeah. before the Eastern Conference semis were over. Um, but to recap that, that was clearly the best series of the postseason so far. Very, very good series. Um, the San Antonio-Houston series was reasonable too, but Houston bowed out so hard and games were blowouts on both sides. This, this featured close games, game-winning well, shot by Wall. I will say this. The home team won every game. There were four blowouts in this game. Uh, there wasn't a great overtime game, though. Close game in Game 6, close game in Game 7. Boy, John Wall disappeared, though. He went invisible. The last Invisi- 19 yeah. minutes of that game, he was 0 for 11, 0 for 7 from 3. Um, Zero points in the fourth quarter. Boy. that's He showed that's up small in a big situation. And he was the guy that needed to not do that. And to his credit, Brad, Badly, Bradley Beal picked up the slack. He just he couldn't carry the weight on his own. That backcourt's awesome. And for the future, that backcourt's awesome. Absolutely. So so now the Celtics uh, and and let's not gloss over the fact that Kelly Olynyk had the game of his life. It happens. He was a great college player. He really was. Yeah. But in the NBA, he's just a serviceable big who gets you some yeah. buckets, hustles, gives you effort every time. Occasionally he's on the tries floor. to rip Kevin Love's shoulder out of the socket. Not a dirty player. No. Regardless of what Draymond Green might he's, say. I want to say he's had two or three technicals three in, in the career. career. Never yeah. ejected. Yeah. Never a flagrant foul even called yeah. on him. Mind you, Draymond, who called him a dirty player, has 44 technical fouls, six ejections. and Kicks dudes in the nuts like right. it's okay. Like it's his job. Which Like yeah. literally the dirtiest player in the whole league. Right. On his podcast, said Olenek was a dirty player. Right. It's the kind Laughable. of thing that just makes you want to reach through the microphone and smack Draymond. But, but to... To my point, it's, well, not even to my point, but 
congratulations to Kelly Olenek. It has to feel really good after all the scrutiny that he went through, through games four, five, and six, to come up huge in the fourth quarter with 14 points, 26 total in the game. He had big rebounds, big defensive plays. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, the most points in the history of the league scored by a dude with a man bone. I, boy, who was the other guy that had a man bone that used to play for the Celtics last year? Some Italian guy. Do you remember him? But I don't think he had 14 in the fourth quarter <laughs> at any point ever. I think he might never had 14. Oh, here goes the draft the lottery. All right, so we're picking 14th. So if you just real quick, the draft lottery is all the teams that do not make the playoffs in the NBA, and a lot of times the picks have been swapped as future collateral from previous trades and stuff. So sometimes oddball teams will make it in here. Uh, uh, but the worst your record was, the better chance you have of getting the first overall pick. The the Kings are going to get the pick, keep their pick. They have the number ten pick, so so the Sixers cannot take that away from yep. them. Yep. So you've got number fourteen, the Heat. Thirteen, the Nuggets. Twelve, the Pistons. 11, the Hornets, 10, the Kings, 9, the Timberwolves, 8, the Knicks. Yeah, so the, uh, the Knicks are, the, uh, are, are now number 8. That uh, Philly, Joel Embiid shaking his head because he knows he's getting a better and better chance of having two top seven picks right now. Absolutely. Joel Embiid is at the ceremony representing the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, so we will get to more of this in just a moment, but before we go further... Wait, hold on. Is that number nine not the Timberwolves logo that I'm seeing from an angle here? No, that's the Mavs. Oh, the Mavs have the ninth pick. The I'm sorry. The Knicks, the eighth. The Timberwolves, the seventh. Orlando... Okay, we'll just do this. pick. Yeah, so Orlando's going to have the number six pick and number five coming up. So, that I mean, obviously Boston... Uh, the Lakers, Philadelphia, Sacramento. Oh, two top fifty, two top ten picks. They have five and ten, so good for them. They're gonna keep. Uh, I think keep both those picks, aren't they? Yeah, right there. Yep. Um. So now, if this is either the the Lakers or New Orleans, they give up their pick, this fourth pick. Oh wait. So no, because the yes, no. if the if the, it's top three, they keep it. So the Sixers are third. Yeah. They're one, they have a chance to be in the top. So now the top three picks are oh, going to be... Oh, I see. I see what So fourth is the Suns. Okay, the Suns The top are three picks are going to be f- storied franchises. Lakers, Lakers Celtics, Sixers, Sixers, Celtics. Man. Yeah. So, that, so Magic's up here dancing because they get to keep their pick. Absolutely. good for And good for them. And good. We have a bunch of friends who are Lakers fans because sure. we live in Hawaii. And good for all you people because you, you deserve this. And you're probably going to get a, a top free agent this coming offseason. All right, we're going to go to a commercial on the draft lottery. So we'll get back to our discussion on uh, the NBA playoffs. So you've got a series now where San Antonio, is Kawhi going to play today? I mean, they lose game one after being up 20. If he doesn't, he gets six days off to heal the ankle. Um, Really? That long? Well, because they don't play again until Saturday. Oh, my God, that's awful. Yeah. So, So, all right, all right. um, If you didn't watch game one, the the San Antonio Spurs were up 20-something at halftime. Up in the 20s in the third quarter, Kawhi Leonard goes down with a sprained ankle off of a bad closeout by Zaza Petulia that he basically doesn't contest the shot, and then after Kawhi's already in the air and releases the shot, steps forward under Kawhi. It's a dirty play. And, and however you want to look at it, it's a bad it's a bad look. And It's a dirty play. And Kawhi ba- already had the sprained ankle. He you know, re-aggravates the injury to what seems like a worse degree. Um, Like I heard uh, on the uh, Michael Wilbon and uh, Michelle Beadle and the like uh, talking before the draft lottery about, they think that it's possible that the league may look into this and about adding that type of play as a flagrant foul. 
And that being said, even if they get a couple free throws, it doesn't matter because Kawhi Leonard's the, still out. Uh, top three player in the league, top five player in the league, Kawhi Leonard is out. And Golden State immediately goes on an 18-0 run, gets back in a game they're getting destroyed in, and you know takes that momentum to a win of game one. And with Kawhi, when you lose Kawhi, you don't just lose one end. You lose both ends. Did you see Pop's interview when they asked him about the foul and how ticked off he got. Like, uh, yeah. And it was he, great. Every Pop's right the be. best. Now, Bruce Bowen used to do this to people. He actually flying jump kicked a dude in the face, Liu Kang style. Right. Like, to contest a shot one time. Like, like Bruce like Bowen he was, was in the Kumite tournament. Yeah. And he was... The flying Jean-Claude Van Damme jump kick. Right. Bloodsport. Let's go. But, <laughs> Bruce Bowen doesn't play for the Spurs now. And, you know, the league isn't the... Just look, because a guy did that for Popovich doesn't mean Popovich can't call a spade a spade. He's not gonna call he's not gonna call it on his own player. Yeah. However, it's first of all, Bruce Bruce, Bruce Bowen's been retired for a while, so Pop can be like, Hey, you know what? That was the league. That was then. ten years ago. This is the league now. Yeah. And you don't do that now. We know better now. And you know what? Greg Popovich can say whatever the hell Greg Popovich wants to say, because you know why? He's Greg Popovich and you're not. He is the greatest coach in the history, in of, the the history of the NBA. I don't care. You can talk to me about Phil Jackson, and I'm a Celtics guy. You can talk to me about Red Arbach. I don't care. This guy does more with less. His players don't say a word. They never get into trouble. There's no drama out of his program. Greg Popovich is the man. I, I feel like he's the one coach. Oh, the Celtics got the first pick. Yeah, uh, This. <laughs> Th- well, here comes Markel Fultz, uh, Beantown, so get ready. So the Celtics have the first pick, and I didn't see what order the Lakers. And, okay, Lakers, Lakers second, two, so, Sixers third. So get here's here's how this is going to go. Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, and then either uh, uh, Josh Jackson De'Aaron or... De'Aaron Fox. No, I think Tayshon. I think they might go Tayshon. Wait, Jason you think, Tatum, you mean? The Jason Tatum. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Jason Tatum. Um, you, do you think the Sixers are going to go point guard? Yeah. You really? Because they got the bigs. They've got Embiid. Yeah, but wouldn't you take... They had a dearth of bigs to the point yeah. they let Nerlens Noel no, go for nothing. No, they fours and fives, but what about a three? You still need... They need if a, you have a starting front court of Josh Jackson, Joe... Uh, you know who Jaleel, needs Lonzo Ball? Them. Yeah, right. Jaleel Okafor. Seriously, they need the pass first point and guard. Joel Embiid. They need the pass first point guard. Yeah, they probably do need Lonzo Ball, but they're not going to get him because he's not getting past LA. Yo, there's not enough touches for three bigs that want to score. All right, Eastern Conference Finals. We're going to talk NBA draft after this. Eastern Conference Finals, the Cavaliers, defending champions, uh, second best record in the East. They are going to visit the number one seed, Boston Celtics, and everyone I have heard say anything is already resigned to the fact that Cleveland is going to beat Boston and go... In six games, probably. Well... (laughs) <laughs> I or think less. a lot of people think it's six games or less. Yeah. If so the Celtics win two, it's, com- it's good for the Celtics. Let me complete a point from our previous discussion that we'll carry into this discussion. Pop is a coach that will beat you with his guys and beat you with your guys. If if you yes. switch teams, he'll still win. Like he's a good enough coach that he will. Whichever five he's coaching is going to be the winning five. I think that's to a degree. Look, you're not going to take. A, a ten win roster and beat the Golden State Warriors. That's what I'm but saying. he's not he's beating the Golden State Warriors with the Brooklyn Nets. But, but he would beat. He the can Golden beat them with the Spurs without Kawhi, though. He, right? He he could, he could, and and he would kill the Spurs if he had. If he oh had my the God! So to to my point, Brad Stevens is a much better coach than Teron Lue. Uh yes, and so that's the one point in the series. It, two things: Boston has home court advantage. 
Boston has a better coach. They can, they can, in theory, win this series. They have to take advantage of Cleveland's rust in the first two games. They can't lose game one. They Bottom must, line, they can't lose game one. They must win both games on their home court. They have to win game one and two. Put Cleveland down two in and, and put the pressure on yeah. LeBron. Put the pressure on Kyrie. Put the pressure on Kevin Love. Not so much on LeBron because LeBron responds to pressure. I don't care what you say. LeBron is not if, a choker. If they're LeBron, down 0-2, game three, LeBron's going to get a 45-point triple-double with five blocks. Right. There, and, and there's no way Boston goes up 3-0. <laughs> There's zero, zero chance that happens. If they win both of the first two games, they're going to get destroyed in game three, probably destroyed in game four. Basically, they have to take care of their home court and hope for the best in Cleveland. But I'm going to say this to you. As I said, everyone says that the Celtics have zero chance. I am, I'm sure, one of the bigger Celtics fans you know. I'm going to tell you the Celtics have zero chance. I don't disagree with you, but there's a reason they play the games. And right now, look, if, they, if they win, it's going to be a great. I'm going to knock on wood because I'm a I'm I'm a Knicks fan, but I'm a Cavs fan. I'm a LeBron fan, frankly. Right, you're a LeBron. And, and if LeBron gets hurt, they're a worse team than, than the Celtics. I mean, there's no this is look. Kawhi Leonard sprained his ankle in Game One. That series is over. That's true. If Kawhi doesn't come back in Game Two, that series is over. Okay, but, but you know, and so things happen, and there's look. They still have to play the games, and Cleveland's got to win four of them to go on, and it could not happen. But putting aside. LeBron getting injured or anything like that happening. Here's the reason why the Celtics are not going to win this series. It's the reason why... Okay, so it, this, you, your point about Brad Stevens is, is absolutely perfect. He is a great coach, and he gets... Look at this roster. He gets the most out of those guys. Give Jeff Hornacek this team, and they win seven They're games. They're a lottery team. Yeah, for sure they are. Yeah. Okay. He gets the most out of these guys. 100% effort every night. That's where the Celtics... That's why they're the number one seed. Because in, in, in the middle of January, in Milwaukee... They're playing playoff effort uh, basketball. Exactly. 100% yeah. effort all the time. Kelly Olynyk, Marcus Smart, Isaiah Thomas, Crowder. Avery Bradley, Jamin Crowder, Hal Horford. All these guys are effort guys all the time. Regardless of their skill level, they give you 100% effort every night. Not every NBA team gets that from their guys all season long. And Look at the team fact, they're playing. The vast majority of teams do not yeah. get that throughout the regular season. Well, and, and look... Last year's finals, that's kind of all you need to know. Golden State ex- Golden State gave that effort and, last year, and, and they didn't win the title. They're absolutely true. And this is the thing about Brad Stevens, too. He does it, and he never, ever, ever yells at his players. He never raises his voice. He's always calm. He knows what's going on, and they trust him implicitly because of it. Well, what do they always call Phil? What made Phil great? He was the Zen, the Zen master. master. Well, there's no one is going to accuse Brad Stevens of studying Zen. He is the numbers guy. Yep. He is the analytical guy. Advanced analytics, Brad Stevens is your dude. But whatever the angle of attack is against Cleveland, he'll have it. Right, but... I don't think you're going to be executed in for one small reason. Now, small reason. Given well, a very small reason. But given this, okay, the Boston Celtics should have beat the Washington Wizards in six games or less. They're a better team than they are, and they're a better coach team than they are. One particular thing held them back from doing that, and that was Isaiah Thomas. I want to stop right there and say Isaiah Thomas is the exact reason why they're in this position. He's the reason they're the one seed. He's the reason they have home court advantage. He's, he's the best player on the team. also the reason they're not going to win. Yeah. Because he's such a defensive liability. He cannot guard 
Give Brad Stevens that Wizards roster, and we're not have this conversation is this is about to be a really good series because the Wizards would have swept that Celtics team, yeah, if Brad Stevens was their coach. So and and I'm not going to say their coach is good. Scott Brooks is a good coach, very good coach, just not as good as Brad Stevens. Yep. So the thing is with Isaiah, I love Isaiah to death. I think he is such a great player. He is such a great offensive Perfect player. Perfect six man. Fantastic story. Yeah. However. You can't have him guarding John Wall or Bradley Beal or, for, for or the love of God, Kyrie Irving or J.R. Smith Yeah. Oh God. in important moments of the game. You know, but, but he, he would be a wonderful Vinny the Microwave Johnson. Um, but you can't do that. Jamal Crawford, man. you know, sixth man that gives you the 10-0 run and goes and sits down. He was a legit MVP candidate. Yep. You can never do that to him in Boston. He will never be the sixth man in Boston. Or anywhere. Or anywhere now. Yeah. Right. That's over for him. But uh, I said this long before they were the one seed to you on our show that I would never want Isaiah Thomas on my team, and it's not an indictment of Isaiah Thomas. No. I just don't want my best player to be a five foot nine guy. And, and the thing of it is you can't move on from him. Cause you, how, do you, how are you going to look at your fan base and say, remember your favorite player, the guy who's really great, you love so much, and took us all the way to the yeah. Eastern Conference We finals? traded him for, for you know 60 cents on the dollar. And Lou Aldang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? What are you doing? So, you know, look. As a fan of basketball, I want to see the Cavs and the Warriors play again. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. That's the For series sure. I want to see. I want to see the rematch. Right. But here's this is it's, it's exact, and and you're gonna get it. And the reason you're gonna get it is because either Isaiah Thomas, because you can't have him off. He has to be on the floor for thirty minutes plus. He's got to guard somebody. And he's got to guard somebody. And it's going to be either Kyrie or JR. Make him guard the center. Make him guard Tristan Thompson. Because Thompson just can't score. Right. <laughs> he's, Tristan Thompson's going to get a ton of rebounds anyway. Right. So have Isaiah box Tristan Thompson out. I don't know. Like that's. I guess my point of saying that is as much as I'm saying that in a joking fashion, Brad Stevens will find a way to minimize his lack of defensive ability. Right. If I trust anybody to get, I think I think the Celtics will give him a series. And that's I think part of those six point, games. That's part of my point as far as the coaching advantage is. It comes down to it, that particular matchup comes down to can Tyron Lue on offense exploit. Isaiah Thomas. That's it. And can Brad Stevens on defense hide Isaiah Thomas? And, and on the other end, can they find a way to stop Isaiah? Because Kyrie's not a particularly great defender. No, he's actually either. a pretty poor defender. Yeah. Right. Um, and J.R. Smith's not a great defender either. Nope. So their guards do not defend well. And they've actually got... That's where... It's going to be an interesting series because of that. Because Boston's guards versus Cleveland's guards. Both really Avery Bradley's not a great offensive player, though. It's a weird Well, matchup. he had 25, 29, and 19 in the last three games of this series. He can put it in the bucket. He can score, he can get to the rack, and he can, and he can hit threes. Now, he's not going to do it every night. But he is arguably the best, guard, best defender at the guard he's a very good in defender. the league. Yeah, he's like, he's an all-NBA first-team defender, and really you could, uh, some, some years, make a case for him as Defensive Player of the Year. He doesn't get the love because he's not flashy. He's just Ave. I love Avery Bradley to death. By the way, Avery Bradley is the only player remaining from the 2012 Boston Celtics Eastern Conference Finals squad. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They blew the team up with when the they did, but they up. kept Avery. Yeah, because Avery was that kind of dude. You just kept, you just keep Avery. Avery's the guy. I love that guy to death. I was thinking about wearing a Celtics jersey for this show, and I let into my closet, and I realized I only have a Rajon Rondo jersey right now. Doesn't seem appropriate. So I thought I got to go get me a Bradley jersey or an Olenek jersey. 
Don't let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to buy an Isaiah jersey. I love Isaiah to death. I'm I'd not buying a Crowder. Yeah, Crowder. He's my dope. favorite Celtic. I love Jarebko a lot. Like <laughs> probably way too much. I like love him so. <laughs> Jonas Jarebko. I also like Marcus Smart a ton. Yes, love that guy. So. I just I expect it to be a better series than sort of the I think the average fan expects it to be. I would guarantee you that most people think the Cavs are going to sweep the Celtics, and it's it's possible. Sure, there is definitely a narrative where this where the the Cavs are rested, come out and just plow through them in the first two games, and then the Celtics can never recover. God, rest is to me rest is overrated in the NBA in the NBA playoffs because you get. In between home games, you get a day off, and in between road game, you know, switching venues, you get two days off, and it's like, it's so much time off. So drawn out. And timeouts and everything else, plus e- even the best players generally play less than 40 minutes a game, you get a lot of rest, and they rest guys around timeouts in the games, like, you'll notice typically LeBron uh, sits out the first couple minutes of the second and fourth quarters, because yep. you get the, the rest between the quarters, then you get a couple minutes of game time to another timeout, you end up sitting for 15 minutes, and right. then you get halftime, so between the quarters you get 15 minutes off, you get little timeouts in between. Yeah, it's super common you know. with the best player on the team yep. to give him the first two of the third, and yep. like, like get him out with like 30 seconds left in the first, give him the first two of the third, do the yeah. same thing in the third and fourth quarters. You're minimizing the actual amount of game time right. he's out, but you're getting him a legit break. I think the problem is is that they haven't played a competitive basketball game in 11 days by the time this series starts. They haven't played a competitive basketball game since the regular season. Well, that's true, and they struggled <laughs> then. Uh, now, th- to be fair, you can talk all you want about two sweeps. The two teams the, the Cavs beat were garbage. I mean, Indiana was not a good basketball team. They're, they're garbage teams. And like, here's the thing, because like, Chicago took the Celtics to six games. The Chicago Bulls at the end of the season were on an upswing. Dude, the they had found something with Rajon Rondo, and they lost him, and that's why the Celtics won. I'm not going yeah, to sugarcoat that. If Rajon Rondo stays in that series, there's a very good chance Chicago sweeps sweeps the Celtics. Because they won the first two in Boston. The, the, um, you know, the Raptors are not a garbage team, but Kyle Lowry's good for 22-5-5. Five, five. Yeah. He's like a max contract guy, and he did not play. Right. And so your best player, I mean, you could say DeRozan's their best player, I think Lowry's probably the best player, and he didn't play. All right, let's talk about Lowry for just a second, because he's clearly in the mindset of, I'm moving on. Yeah. I'm not going to be here anymore. Yep. So let me ask you this. If you're a franchise who needs a point guard. Oh, my God. I'm on him. You want him on the Knicks. Oh, yes. Get rid of Derrick Rose. Get me this I, guy. So I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan, and I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony fan because I went to Syracuse, and we owe Carmelo Anthony our one title. Like, if, okay, so here's my the Knicks need to you. blow it up. You're going to get the number eight pick in the draft now. So you're going to take a decent player there. They'll probably you, take some guy I've never heard of. And you sign two free agents. You get Kyle Lowry and Gordon Hayward. How do you feel? Oh, they, they went from being a, a definite lottery team to a playoff team. I don't know if they're, you know, competitive. Right. But they're a six seed instead of a, an afterthought. Yeah. Well, with if you've got Porzingis, that's what I'm saying. Porzingis, Porzingis Lowry, and Hayward, Lowry, Hayward I mean, and a top ten pick. That's respectable. Yeah. That's a playoff team in the Eastern Conference. And, 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 and let's keep Joe Kim Noah. To be fair, keep you Noah don't there. actually have to give up Carmelo to get any of that. No, and, and right, and what you get out of Carmelo could be just picks down the road. I just want the Knicks to blow it all up. I want him to keep Porzingis and literally get rid of the rest of the roster and start from scratch. You know there's a chance that Porzingis is gone. That would suck so bad. Because like, it's the one good decision that's been made by the Knicks in the last five years. Right, and now they feel like... I think there's a, a certain part of the public, whatever, that feels like the Porzingis relationship is probably broken a little bit. Oh, because he skipped the exit interview? He skipped Come on. the exit I mean, interview. He's, he's tweeting about the Clippers. Dude, 
It's not good. No. They should have got to get cannot, rid of Phil Jackson I so bad. I cannot believe they re-upped on Phil Jackson. They have to get him out of there. They, they just re-signed stop. him. They've got to stop this nonsense. Isaiah Thomas, Phil Jackson, no. grabbing at names, knock it off. It's so bad, dude. Go hire somebody who's this actually is, good at their job. I guess this is the thing. Like, I'm a Knicks fan. I've been a Knicks fan my whole life. And I'm rooting for LeBron because I can't get behind the things that organization has done. Now, Isaiah Thomas is literally the guy I hated the most as an executive in the history of the NBA. And, of course, they double down on him. Okay. I'm a Celtics fan. I grew up in the state of New York. I know so many Knicks fans. It's not even funny. Like, I hate the Knicks even though I'm a Knicks fan. Right. right. It sucks. Every, you are every Knicks fan. Yeah. Every Knicks fan hates the Knicks. Yeah. And there's one person they hate in particular. Isaiah and Phil Jackson. No, I'm, I was saying James Dolan. Yeah, James. Well, James Dolan's the, you know, the top of the pyramid. As a Rangers fan, yeah. I'm extremely happy he keeps his fucking nose out of their business. Yeah. And just lets Glenn Slather and now the new GM lets these guys do their job. I wish I didn't know the name of the owner. Like, Right. So I, anyway, that being said, I, was a, a, I grew up a Celtics fan ever since Larry Bird. I know tons of Knicks fans. And the best thing in the world that could happen for the NBA was the Knicks and the Celtics to be a rivalry. And they're not. Yeah. They are not. Well, it really helps the NBA when the Knicks, Lakers, and the Celtics are good because they have New the three York, biggest Boston fan bases. rivalries and Chicago are great now. for sports, regardless of whatever league yeah. you're in. The, the Patriots and the Giants, the Yankees and the Red Sox, the Bruins and the Rangers, and the Celtics and Knicks has just never materialized. Yep. Because they're never good at the same time. Well, because the Knicks are never good. That's probably the, the biggest part of it. The Celtics have, are rarely bad, and the Knicks are rarely good. Yeah. At least over the last 45 years. In my lifetime, the Knicks have only been an actual contender the two years in between the two three-peats of Jordan. And they lost to the Pacers, and they lost to the Rockets. The Rockets and the Pacers. Heartbreaking. And then the Pacers, but yeah. Up 3-2, lost the final two games to Houston. That is the That was the heartbreaker. It really was. Yeah. But my favorite Knicks teams weren't even those. My favorite Knicks teams were the Latrell Sprewell and Allen Houston teams. Well, I, thought, I love I thought, those teams. I thought you were going back to Trent Tucker. No, I mean, <laughs> because that's, like... That era, I mean, I was, you know, young enough that I had the free time. I watched every home game on MSG. Sure. I was watching 50 Knicks games a year. Getting you home know? early from school, pulling bong hits, watching the game. No! Never. Cracking a blunt. Snoop Doggy. <laughs> Back in the day, of course, not now. But anyway, so, my point is, uh, well, actually, not my point is, okay, I wanted to. I brought this up to Steve. Steve's not with us today, but he'll be. He'll be back. Steve, I brought this up to Steve the other day, and I actually an idea for a new segment because we already we already have our segment three always locked up, and that's uh, our dumb sports list of the week. I was kind of thinking of doing a segment called a "Do You Remember," and it would be guys like, "Do you remember Bernard Gilkey? <laughs> Do you remember?" You know, Jer- when Jeremy Lin was the best player in the NBA. For a week. For like three weeks. Yeah. It was like three weeks. It, don't go, it was don't so cut cool. it short. He it dropped 41 on Kobe or something that one game. It was awesome. <laughs> and then, well, cause our, but that, that segment might be pretty short because it was like, oh, yeah, just make him go left. <laughs> Jeremy Lin, to, to be fair, is, is an actual NBA player, though. No, like, he really, really is. But for three weeks... He was a he phenomenon. Was, he was the best player so in cool. the NBA. He's the only thing you wanted to see. It was, so it was cool. how did Lynn do tonight? Yeah. How did Jeremy Lynn do? Harvard. Harvard, kid. Harvard. Forget so it. So he, inter- he was in the, in the news lately to just derail a bit. 
and interesting point because and it was in relation to Adam Jones, the the folks in the outfield oh, yelling Adam, racial slurs. Adam Jones, the outfielder for yeah. the Orioles, not Adam Jones, the Pac-Man. quarterback. No, from no, 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 not the Cincinnati Bengals. No, they, they were yelling upset, uh, racial obscenities at him. And and Jeremy Lin said, "I've never experienced that in the NBA. Even though I'm like the only or one of very few Asian players in the NBA, but in college." The Ivy League fans oh, God. were relentless. Well, let's, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. Where's the Ivy League? Boston, eh. Connecticut, uh, the white rural uh, Pennsylvania, the, the Union. predominantly white you Northeast. Got, you got Cornell, Union, Harvard, Yale, Brown. Columbia, Brown, yeah. Penn, notoriously racist places. These are places that basically didn't have black people until the so government until the government said yeah. you got to have some black people in here. Yeah, so much less now the Asians, a little bit better. Dude, but he came out with words. you got to search this up on the internet because he came out with actual quotes that people dropped on him, and it I was think I've seen that. It was pretty brutal. I like, think I've seen that, and I think it's very. It's actually it's horribly, horribly racist. The things that people said to him. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Adam Jones had the most racist thing ever hurled at him, and yeah. we didn't talk about that either. Maybe we should have, but we're really doing more NBA. Uh, that. I'm hor- I, I don't think we should have to talk about that. Do you need to be told that that person is a scumbag? That that person is awful? How do you? How dare you hurl insults at some dude who's standing in center field just because he's, his skin color is different than yours? How do you feel good about yourself as a human being? Because you base your opinions off of the color of someone else's skin. It's crazy. It's, it's really, it, at the same time, it's pretty awesome how much in my lifetime, the advancements we've made in that. Like, I look at my kids who are 10 and 7, and their generation, skin color is not relevant to them. It's great. I will tell you this. The kids who, like, uh, my daughter was born in 1997, and and kids her age and and younger, maybe even a little bit older than that, they really are more colorblind than anyone ever. I'll tell you this. You grew up in Syracuse and Florida. I'm sure you were exposed to a lot of different cultures and races. I grew up in a very small, I, like I, people, I'm from New York. I'm not from the New York you think I'm from. Yeah, you're from farm country. Right. I grew up in a rural county where there's more cows than people, and I never saw a black person until one enrolled in my school when I was a sophomore. Oh, I take it back. A freshman. I was 15 years old, 14, 14 years old when the first time I ever saw a black person in person. Now, I'm not a racist person and never have been because. I was raised by rational human beings. But other people in my school were a little, I mean... Were not welcoming. Well, I don't know if they weren't welcoming, but they were definitely a little apprehensive. Um, I feel like most of the people... Here's the thing. I feel like most people are good people. We just leave them to their own devices. Okay, Most people are good people. They're going to have ignorant thoughts and ignorant ideas, and they're going to ask stupid questions because they don't know anything. But... I don't think there was anything ever malicious towards the, the family that moved to our town. And they had to move to our town to go, God damn, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> but they, they moved to our town to become farmers. And they became farmers and everyone loved them. And they're some of my better friends and I, I loved them to death. Um, and I have a friend who's Greek. <laughs> okay. Me too. I'm, it, as comedy, that's uh, that was like that was the biggest ethnicity at, at my. There was one dude. There was one dude who was Greek. <laughs> that's funny. Like I don't even think I had any Italian kids at my school. Like I think one of the janitors was Italian. What did you guys eat? 
What'd you eat? We have really bad spaghetti. Yeah, I guess. It's <laughs> freaking pasta with ketchup on it. And American cheese. <laughs> Literally. Listen, my town, it's not just, it's, it, it's basically all English names. White, Woodrow, Thurman. I mean, it's just all, it's all English. That's funny. Yeah. Middle of nowhere. Sawyer, so. Miller, Stewart. <laughs> all right, we're going to take another break on that note. I'm about to watch Clay Thompson bang this three. Hold word, on. Calm down. Word. Clay oh, didn't he, hit enough threes the other night, though. He missed. He missed a he missed a bunch of threes the yeah. other night. So we'll talk about you know okay, we'll talk about that a little bit when we get back, and then we're going to talk about our dumb sports list of the week, and that's going to come up right after this. It's another song from Snoop Dogg off of the Doggy Style album. What do you think he meant by that? It's just his style. He's a dog. Snoop Doggy Dog. Clearly, what my doggy style, obviously. bro. All right. So, who I am? What's my name? This is the first solo single in uh, Snoop's career. We will be back on Sports and Beer with Friends right after this. The black Snoop Doggy Dog Monkey at the 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 dot went solo on that ass, but it's still the same. Long Beach is the spot where I serve my cane. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, but don't lose your grip. Nine trips ain't the easiest for me to fuck up, shit. So I ain't holding nuts back, and motherfucker, I got five on the twenty sack. It's like that, and as a matter of fact, cause I never hesitate to put a nigga on his ass. Yeah, so keep out the manuscript. You see that it's a must we drop dicks. What's my motherfucking name? To the wild, creeping and crawling, yiggy, yes, yo, then Snoop Doggy Dog in the motherfucking house like every day. Dropping shit with my nigga, Mr. Dr. Drake. Like I said, nigga can't fuck with this. And nigga can't fuck with that. Shit that I drop, cause you know it don't stop. Mr. One Seven on the motherfucking top. Tick tock, now what I got, just some nuts in the cock. Robbing motherfuckers, and I kill them blood cops. And I step through the fog, and I creep through the small, cause I'm Snoop Doggy, 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 oh. Fucking air and wave the motherfuckers like you just don't care. Yeah, roll up the dank and pull this drink and watch it stink. Why? Cause doggies on the gangs. My bank clothes on swole. My shit's on hit legit. Now I'm on parole. Stroke. With the dog pound right behind me and up in your bitch is where you might find me laying that, playing that G thing. She wants the nigga with the biggest nuts. And guess what? He is I and I am him. Slim with the tilted grin. What's my motherfucking name?
Jack, it dog. is Sports and Beer with Friends. Do you think I said y'all just because we're playing Snoop Dogg all day and that's all he ever says? Man, that dude is so cool. <laughs> I'm just sorry. If you don't love Snoop Dogg, you don't love music, and I don't love you. How's that? We uh, don't love them hoes. I don't love them hoes. We out the dough. Uh, so anyway, I am done with my Big Island Brewhouse Overboard IPA, and I've moved on to a Firestone Walker Brewing Company uh, Pivo Hoppy Pills, which is a weird thing I just got at Target. Unlike Tom, some people have to drive home. Correct. I am at my house and will be getting drunk for the rest of the day. At least it's all downhill. Paso Robles, California is the home of Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Yeah, Mike drives a standard. We are on the world's most active volcano. If you didn't know that, we brought, that's where we broadcast. I, maybe I should integrate that into the opening. Broadcasting live from the world's most active volcano. The l- world's largest mountain. That, well, that's the world's lar- <laughs> But we're not on that. We're on Kilauea, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's all one island. Like so one. we're on the... Okay, so we haven't talked about it in a while. Big Island of Hawaii, we are on the Hilo side, which is the wet side, and it's the particularly wet side over the last three or four days. Ugh. It's rained a lot. We get like 200 inches of rain a year, but hey... Hey, we'd have what? to drive for an hour to go to a desert climate. All that rain is in between 65 and 85 degrees. It was 77 on my way up here. That's what I'm saying, yeah. and it's every day. I, although, Mike, I don't even know if you know... It's May. Are you aware of that? I can't keep track of the month, day, nothing. Feels like January to me. <laughs> or June. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, the point is we are broadcasting live from the world's most active volcano, Kilauea. Yeah, it but never it, stops. It never, ever, ever stops. It just keeps pouring right so, out of the but ocean. It's, it's funny because if you're not from here, you're not familiar with it, you would assume that active volcano means like shooting fiery lava in a torrent from its summit. But I'm, actually, Kilauea... I, I live on it. Like you... You, uh, you know, you envision like Warner Brothers cartoons of like this huge mountain peak and then the top shoots off. But really, it's a very gradual, almost hill-like descent. And the very top where the summit is, is this like mile-wide crater with a smaller crater in the middle that has the sort of active lava right. that you can see from a distance. But that's not the part that erupts. It like goes through these tubes and like out into the ocean, like underneath yeah. our feet. So that's where the lava so lake cool. is. And then you get these, bre- what's called breakouts. And they create these lava tubes, which there are several that are extinct and don't have lava. You can lava. Like go walk and through, which We is actually cool. did that a couple of years ago, went to the Thurston Lava Tube, which is one of the more famous uh, lava tubes in the world. And uh, so anyway, what happens is it, the lava goes underground through these tubes, through these flows, and finds its way to the ocean. And it's actually, from time to time, it'll stop. Uh, it's still flowing all over the place, but you just can't see it. Right now, it is absolutely just pouring out a hole because a cliff broke off and there basically is a hole where the lava is just shooting out the side. And the cool mid- thing is as you're coming up the coast, you know, from the south part of the island, you can see these plumes of smoke uh, of steam where the lava is hitting the water and yeah. it's just this, you know, it's the a lot of times the scenery here makes you makes you realize how small you are right. in comparison to the grandeur of the earth as, as a whole. As two people who live and work in Hawaii, when you've had a bad day at work, and you get off work, and it's a beautiful day, and you're driving home, and that tough to breeze just whiffs past you and carries a scent of plumerias or ocean or ocean or banana plumes through the air. I mean, it's just amazing. Hard to be too mad at life. Right. You, you really know, get over you, it kind of quick. The whole don't sweat the small stuff thing kind of takes on a new meaning. Or uh, we both own Jeeps, and one of the Jeep subs, uh, like the, the sub logos for, or sub, I don't know, 
sayings for Jeep is life is good, and you know why when you live in Hawaii. So come out and visit us. I have a friend who's on the island right now uh, who from high school, and uh, she just found out that I live here apparently or that she was close enough to me to say hi. So I haven't had a chance to, to meet up with her. Jennifer Morris, uh, if you get over here, we'll say hey. She was supposed to go to the uh, volcano yesterday, but her tour got canceled because it was pouring. pouring. <laughs> oh my God. It really hasn't stopped pouring rain until last few Not days. like the volcano went out or anything, but, man, it was, it, was really, it was really coming down. Well, anyway, so we're talking NBA all day, and we're going to do our dumb sports list of the week. And, of course, we go back to the well. NewEra.com is just a wealth of dumb sports lists. Um, we actually haven't even reviewed this one, so this one could be great. You don't know. It may not be a dumb sports list. It may be the one time they got it absolutely 100% correct. Well, for full disclosure, we were originally thinking of doing an NFL list, but then when we realized the amount of NBA we've talked so far, it just didn't make any sense right. to talk football for a half hour. This so. is basically an NBA special that we're doing tonight. I mean, so, we got this great basketball game going on in the background. We just had the draft lottery. Yeah. We had an awesome seven-game series that basically saved the NBA playoffs. I'll say it. Because the NBA playoffs had been pretty boring up to then. Uh, again, like you said, San Antonio-Houston was a pretty okay series, but there wasn't any really compelling basketball. The, and the fact that all other series were over, yeah. and the nation got to focus in on this great rivalry that's happened all season between Boston and Washington, and Boston had a great uh, fourth quarter to pull it out. But anyway, so we're doing NBA all day, and so instead of doing our NFL redraft, we decided to do another redraft that NewEra.com has provided for us. And it is the, the redraft of perhaps, arguably, the greatest draft in NBA history. It is the 2003 NBA redraft. And his subtitle, this is Jason Frey of NewEra.com, is Changing the Landscape. And what does he do to change the landscape properly? Take Starko Milicic out of the draft. Right. At number one, the Cleveland Cavaliers select... Carmelo? Still LeBron James. Oh, okay. What are you doing? Only this time they don't let him go to Miami, for God's sake. They get him some help, for Christ's sake. It's funny. LeBron James, I mean, is there, you can't argue. If, I'll tell you what. You put a draft of every NBA player that's ever been in the league. You can draft a guy. He's one or two. Yep. You're t- either taking him or Michael. It's just about your philosophy. Do you want a two or a three? We just spoke about this off the air. Do you want a two or a three? Yeah. And if it was before Jordan, there were, no one would take the two. He would take the three all day because the three, six, nine. Like, Jordan's the reason the two guard became the glamour position in the league, and it's the reason you ended up with Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade, frankly. Well, LeBron may be the reason why it's kind of shifted back to the yeah. three with Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> all the great players at the three right now. Right now... If you want to be competitive in the NBA, you better have a dominant three man. Yeah. All of the like take the the final, you know, eight teams or so. You know, the Raptors have DeRozan. Um, you know, looking at this game, you've got Kawhi Leonard, you've got Kevin Durant here, you've got um you, you better be at least serviceable at the position. Yeah. Like Well, the, look who's left. The, the Bo- <laughs> even the Boston Celtics yeah. has the worst three of the three. Of the, of the team. And that's why everyone thinks they're going to get a steamroll. And it's Jay Crowder, and I like Jay Crowder's uh, game a lot. Yeah, and he's a different... He's not really the... Uh, he's, he would Take the, the game over, if but he takes it over better, effort. If he had a better three, he could play the four for them, and you could move out Al Horford to the five. But, really what you'd like to do is upgrade the three, leave Al Horford at the four, and Amir Johnson at the five. 
That's how I would like to play. But yeah. but I like Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is going to give you 100% effort. He can hit threes. He's a good defender. He's a plus defender. He's one of the better. He can he can guard LeBron. He can guard KD. Now, they're going to get their points because that's who they are, but yeah. he can guard those guys. He doesn't get embarrassed when he's guarding LeBron. Put it that way. He'll make his plays. So, LeBron... Okay, so this is how he says it. Was there any question, hailing from the state of Ohio, it was simply destiny for James to start for the Cavaliers? Okay, it absolutely was. St. Vincent, St. Mary's High School. Yeah, the Irish. So, real quick, real quick. They need to get rid of the one-and-done rule. Seriously. There's no reason to keep guys from pursuing their NBA dream if they're good enough to go. I'm 100% with you. Like, listen, so Mike is more of an NBA guy. And I love the NBA, and I'm very, I, I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable about the NBA. I hope you feel like I'm the same. Yeah. I'm more of an NFL guy, and Mike, I feel like, is a very knowledgeable, and I respect his intelligence on the NFL and how he understands the game of that. But I defer to Mike when it comes to that kind of stuff, when it comes to the NBA. However, wait, what did you just say? say One and done rule, got to go. Okay, all right. The NFL, this is what I'm getting at. The NFL, you cannot do... Straight from high school to the pros. Well, 18-year-olds are going to get literally killed. Right, in the it's NFL. a physical game. It's just different. You, it's a contact sport, and they'll get murdered. Yeah. Like, literally murdered. Ray Lewis will stab you, but he doesn't play anymore. But anyway. He might anyway, but in whatever. In the NBA, it is the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Just get these these kids that don't want to be in. Lonzo Ball, you wouldn't be hearing from LeVar, because you know what? He would have went, went to high school, to the NBA, and he never would have heard from his dad. The problem isn't the like wait a year the problem is that it makes college just it's it makes a travesty of college it like college. it makes college a joke Either like you make everyone go for four years or three years or not at all one and done is stupid you have to go for one i would year. like to see two because you can at least have a two-year degree have the basic courses accomplish something out of college no no, no that's Need- not why you like it you like it because it creates continuity for basketball teams and it makes better basketball games well, it makes better basketball games yeah. in college. Don't that's talk sure. about you. Don't care about these kids' education, not one bit. If no, because you barely care about your own kids' education, Mike. If you're gonna go, <laughs> no, I don't. I guess I don't feel like these kids should be going to college and have the college portion just be a joke, where it's just a stepping stone no. to you know go to three months of classes but to, at the to end make of the it day, to the NBA. At the end of the day, I just I would like it to be two to three. I would actually like it to be three years because it would create continuity on basketball teams, guys who play together for a period of time, who have a better feel for each other, and that just makes better basketball. Agreed. Right. I mean, because, look, I really enjoy college uh, basketball. Now, could you imagine? Listen, if you had John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins together for three years at Kentucky, come on. Yeah. We were robbed of that because of one and done. And even as a Syracuse fan, you've got all these guys that really aren't ready to leave, but they leave, and right. you know you could have some continuity there. If Jeremy Grant had spent one more year in college, and and Deion Waiters and Michael Carter Williams and and a bunch of guys, DeAndre and, Green or Dante, but either DeAndre way, Dante Green, whatever. Um, That's exactly. Here's the thing: I'm a Syracuse fan. I forgot his first name. Yeah, 17 points a game as a freshman, but irrelevant. Irrelevant, and a guy who just did not want to be there. He didn't want to be there. That's it. Um. He was there trying out for the NBA, you know, and exactly what he was doing. So I just I, I think the one and done rule is bad. It's just, you know, personal opinion. Not a, not a fan of that. Um, but you go back to this draft and you look at the better players in this draft and you got some high school kids. Yeah, it's kind of nice. And here's the thing, because LeBron James straight out of high school. The thing is, uh, the number two guy was a four year guy. Dwayne Wade. That's but the number two guy in this draft originally was Darko Milicic who got drafted ahead of such greats as 
Car- now, okay, the original order of the draft was LeBron, Darko Milicic, the the one that doesn't belong, which of these things does not belong, Car- third pick Carmelo, fourth pick Chris Bosh, fifth pick Dwayne Wade. Yes. You've got Hall of Fame, bad Trash. bench player, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Right, and Darko Milicic, by the way, has, I believe, two NBA championships. How many minutes did he play in the finals in those? Zero. Total. Almost none. Yeah. I'm sure zero. Uh, but anyway, so in the, in the Detroit Pistons in this scenario, instead of taking Darko Milicic, Joe Dumars gets his head surgically removed from the, his the ass. The pop heard around the world. <laughs> right. And takes Dwayne Wade. Now, we were just talking about this a minute ago. Five years ago, if you redrafted this, you it's, take Carmelo. it's LeBron then Carmelo. Yeah. But now it's LeBron and Dwayne Wade, and you're like, well, wh- what happened? Would the, the Camaro, Carmelo fall off? He did a little, I think. Over the last couple of seasons, he's diminished a little bit. But I think also what Mike said it was kind of surprising to me. If you look at Dwayne Wade, and I'll let Mike talk about it. Okay, so I was reading something, uh, an article somewhere on the Internet, and it had mentioned sort of casually that Dwayne Wade was a top-five all-time shooting guard. And in my own head, I went, yeah, okay, <laughs> Dwayne Wade? Because I'm going... So was there no good shooting guards before Jordan? Like, you know, top five Dwayne Wade, like he wasn't that good, right? He's good, but he's not that good. Because there was actually the argument was it was about Jordan's teammates and LeBron's teammates and how Jordan, you know, had LeBron had these great teammates and Jordan didn't was like the, the you know, the crux of the conversation. I'm what? like, and so my tweet, if you look at my Twitter was, there's no one that could sniff Pippen's jock. That LeBron's ever played with. And then... Tony I, Kukoc came off the fucking bench. Like, Jordan had better teammates. That being said, Dwayne Wade's the third best shooting guard in the history of the NBA. I And I didn't... I couldn't have convinced myself of this until I did some research. Dwayne Wade's averaged almost 23 points a game for his career, along with like six, six rebounds, six assists, a lot of blocks for a guard. He's been... All-star something like 11 times. First team All-NBA a bunch of times. Finals MVP. Like, his stats are stupidly good. Like, really, really good. Third best shooting guard in the history of the league. Behind Jordan and Kobe, who are two of the top probably five players in the history of the league. And if you're one of these guys who hated Miami and just wanted to hate everything about the Heat and was just a hater about all these guys. There's nothing to dislike about Dwayne Wade. I I want you to wrap your head around the fact that you got to watch three of the best players of their generation together and two of the best players in the history of the game. LeBron James will go down as the greatest power, greatest uh, small forward of all time. And Dwayne, Maybe the best player of all time. Maybe the best player. And Dwayne Wade is the third best shooting guard in the history of the league. And they played on the same team. And Dwayne Wade is a guy who takes care of his community. He now listen. You could say whatever you want. He's had, he's done some weird stuff in his social in his personal life. Whatever. I never hold that against guys. It's completely irrelevant to me. I, mean, I care about what you do on the court, unless you're Joe Paterno. I mean, right? Like, what as a player? <laughs> that's pre- that's predatory. That's, that's predatory. He's not predatory. Yeah. He just does weird butt stuff. Whatever. <laughs> I'm concerned with on the court, on the field. I'm not saying you know. Dwayne Wade does weird butt stuff. I don't know that for a fact. I do know that he has some really strange fashion choices, like that white sweater. He's no he, Russell Westbrook. Do you remember when he had that white sweater in that commercial? You could see his tie through the sweater. And I'm, I, okay, anyway. He's no Russell Westbrook. You are not the fashion guy that I am, although I am. You're wearing a white T-shirt, I Tom. Am, listen, I'm old and fat, so I wear <laughs> comfortable clothes now. Okay, But when I was younger, I was a fashion like, I was dude. a pimp. I, I was kind of pimpish. So, uh, anyway. 
Dwayne Wade, definitely the second best player in this draft. Coming from a Carmelo fan, Dwayne Wade yes. should have been drafted and, second. And just so you know, the the beginning of this list is going to go fairly slowly because of the great players that are on it. And as we get through yeah, it, we'll we're going to go a little yeah. more quickly. And then the number three player clearly the Denver Nuggets, still Carmelo Anthony, because regardless of what you think, this guy is one of the great all-time NBA players as well. He really Top he, 25. Uh, certainly top fifty in the NBA history. You, you could, yeah, but he's. Uh, if you're gonna mark it down to just three threes, power uh, small forwards, top ten, top ten. Small the problem with time. Carmelo is really his his lack of playoff success, and part of that can be chalked up to lack of any good teammates. Really, I mean, he had he had uh, over the hill Allen Iverson, Chauncey Billups. Those are probably the past two players he's ever played with. I was so hopeful when when AI went to Denver, and they paired. If Allen only, Iverson, but if it had been three the, years before that. Yeah, and they could have won games 135 to 132. If they had Carmelo Anthony, Allen Iverson, Marcus Camby, J.R. Smith, that's... And Chauncey Bellows. And Cha- yeah. That would have been a badass team. And they would have won games 135 to 133. Like, they wouldn't have played any defense. It would have been super, super entertaining. But they would have shot you out of the gym. Super entertaining. Like Although, Houston. Like today's Houston teams. Very simple. Although, AI's got to take, uh, take 50 shots. It's fine. All right. All right. So that's it. So so the Denver Nuggets stand pat. So far, Cleveland stand pat with their pick. Detroit, without question, switches their pick to Dwayne Wade. And then Denver stays with their pick. The Toronto Raptors are fourth on the clock, and they take, once again, Chris Bosh, their original pick. Okay, so nothing changes there. If it wasn't for some scary health issues with Bosh, Bosh is a, is a great, great power forward. Um, real stretch for... Uh, good on both ends of the court, can put the ball on the floor. Bosch is very worthy of being a top four pick. The big thing is when he was in his early part of his career. When he career, was the best player on his team instead of the third best player. Giving up his game for in those Toronto, guys. Toronto, when yeah. no one saw him play yeah. ever. He was a 25-10 and 10 guy every He night. was a great player. Yeah. And, and he was still a great. That's why, listen, if – if it's LeBron and D-Wade, they're still a really good team and probably have a decent shot of winning the championship. When you add Chris Bosh at his prime to that team, you're, you're, you know what you're, the, it's hard to stop them. The funny thing about that Heat team is that's honestly a really bad grouping of three guys. Not that they're they're all awesome, but none of them's a good three-point shooter at that point in their uh, career. And I'll, say, I'll go a little further. It's also very disappointing that that group didn't, didn't win, win all four, four, yeah. four championships. Four, Here's uh, the thing. In today's NBA, you got to be a good three-point shooter. And Bosch made himself a good three-point shooter over that stretch of four years. At that period, though. He couldn't shoot threes. It hadn't gotten to that point where you just had to be chucking up a bunch of threes every night. It wasn't... The Warriors did that three years ago. They really changed the the game. The Spurs understood the value of the corner three. Right. And that's why the Spurs, you know, look, pop... Again, best coach in the history of the league, and that's the reason that, that those teams didn't win four titles, was Greg Popovich. And his understanding was Sean oh. Elliott hitting corner threes. And Dirk Nowitzki. And, oh, God. I forgot all about that. Dirk just, Nowitzki was amazing. And LeBron played awful in those finals. He Although did. Dwayne Wade averaged like 37. But it was their first finals together, and, yeah. Dewan, and, he, and he LeBron took a back seat was to like, Wade. this is Dwayne's team. This yeah. is Dwayne's team. And after that, he was like, no, screw that. I'm the best player. This is my team. Yep. Uh, but Dirk Nowitzki, Jet Terry... JJ Barrera, they beat that guy. They beat that team. It's crazy because D- Dirk had a great series. Yeah, Dirk was the MVP. Actually, Dwayne Wade had a great series too, though. Yeah, I mean, and LeBron did not. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, LeBron faded in that. That uh, was the the. If you want to look at LeBron's career and say anything bad about it, 
that's literally the only bad thing you can say about LeBron's career is that he faded in those finals. He carried awful Cleveland teams. It, I've actually seen people point at their finals against the Spurs. When he was in Cleveland. As, yes, the first one. As a reason LeBron is not as good as Jordan. Mo Williams was the second best Dude, player on that team. The fact that he got that team to the finals was like all you need to know about how great LeBron is. He beat the Celtics. And the Wizards, if you remember correctly, yeah, the with, was good. with Gilbert Arenas yeah. and that squad, that squad was Karan good. Baltner, uh, Karan Butler, Gilbert Arenas, that was a really good Washington team. All right. That series, by the way, during my honeymoon, <coughs> yeah, buddy. I was watching that series. Yeah. My wife will never let me forget it, but those were, that was one of the greatest basketball series I've ever seen. Did that you have Cavs an ashtray on her ass at the time? <laughs> that Cavs-Wizards <laughs> series was so good. <laughs> As a good visualiz- visualization, I don't know if you got it. Anyway, so uh, Miami Heat are next on the clock at number five. Their original they got screwed out of Dwayne Wade, so they, now what? They're going to take David West from Xavier. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. David West had a long All Star okay. career. Very I will, good. Player. I will say this: it's a downgrade from Dwayne Wade. Yeah. However, because he's gone now because of the redraft. However, West is fine. David West is a hell of an NBA yep. player for a good long time. Still in the league. Still in the league. Still playing, buddy. He's playing in the series. Yeah. If I'm not is. mistaken, he, he plays for Golden State. Yes. Absolutely does. That is a fact. Uh, David West out of uh, Xavier, one of the first, uh, one of my favorite players ever came from Xavier. Has a huge Xavier tattoo on his. X gonna give it to you, bro. He's just one of those guys. If he's moving towards the hoop, you move. This one, I, I don't know. The Clippers are on the clock next. Their original pick was Chris Kamen. Chris Kamen was a good NDA center for a lot, a long time. They go Mo Williams here. Well, if it wasn't for LeBron, you'd never have heard of Mo Williams. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I still, I think I still stick with Kamen at that point. I'll put it this way. It's harder to find a good seven-footer than it is to find a replacement for Mo Williams. Kamen's not a great player in the NBA, but he was a Neither good was de- Mo. But he was a good defender. He, he, it's harder to replace that dude than it is Mo. Mo is yeah. a mediocre shooting guard, I can frankly. find other mediocre shooting guards. Yeah. I can't find other mediocre seven-footers. That's it. Uh, number seven, the Chicago Bulls. Their original pick, Kirk Heinrich, fresh off his uh, championship game loss. That's right, to Syracuse. Yep. Uh, they instead take Kyle Korver. You're getting to the point where you're just really sad you didn't have a top five pick at that point. Yeah, Kyle Korver again, a nice NBA, serviceable player. NBA player. But you're Better three picks away. Kirk from, you're three picks away from having a Hall of Famer, and you ended up with a serviceable. You know, look, best three point shooter in the league when he's open. Yeah, he, because look, percentage wise, when you're the fourth option and you're a great three point shooter, you shoot a huge percentage. Okay. When you're Steph Curry and you have to dominate the ball, there comes a point where you're the focus of the defense. Okay, speaking. Of, so this is Kyle Korver. So this 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 is a legit question. If if can I ask you if I've got a wide open three pointer and a player to give it to, is there anybody else you want to give it to than Ray Allen? Personally, yeah, I think Steph Curry's the best shooter I've ever seen. I'm just saying, a wide open three. I want stuff. I I never saw Ray Allen miss one, I, dude. I swear I, to God, and, I and never saw. Look, him miss one. you're not wrong for taking Ray Allen, but Jesus. I I mean, Steph Curry makes 37 footers like they're freaking layups, dude. Right. It's just crazy. Like he's he's crazy. All right, but he's a point guard. That's fine. All right. I like Steph too. I I don't hate Steph. I understand Ray Allen's jump shot is oh, better I looking. I'll take Ray Allen's got jump the best shot looking jump shot exactly. The jump shot that you want. 
Yeah. If you're playing basketball, you're a young player, go watch YouTube videos. Jesus Shuttlesworth tape. And, and Ray Allen is fundamentally correct. Yep. Agreed. 100% fundamentally correct. Number eight, the Milwaukee Bucks. Their original pick was T.J. Ford out of Texas. If it wasn't for concussion issues, T.J. Ford had a chance to be a really, really I'm gonna good I'm going to tell you right like. now that I just want to toot my own horn and say it does not say T.J. Ford out of Texas. I just remember uh, well, I things remember, from yeah. 14 years ago. Yeah. He was also in the Final he Four. He also got beat by Syracuse yes, in the Final Four. Syracuse actually won the Big 12 championship that year. They, they beat, beat four Big 12 teams in the six tournament games, including Hakeem Warwick ended Royale Ivy's life yes. with the dunk, <laughs> with the teabag dunk in that he Final Four game. Dude, Royal that was Ivy's my screensaver kid. on my computer for years. It was my Facebook Dude, profile the, picture for a... Google that picture. shit and look at Josh Pace's face in the background. It ain't even about Warwick's nuts in, in uh, Royal Ivy's face. Josh Pace in the background uh, is like, oh my God, it. what am I seeing? I worked at the Carousel Center for years and I was working there uh, just after that. I was working at the Carousel Center and I will tell you this. Josh Pace's face is in that picture is the exact face he would make when he got a really good pretzel from Annie Ann. Because <laughs> he was addicted to Annie Ann's pretzels. That's I used to see him go there at least four times a week. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so TJ Ford was the original pick of the Bucks, but they're going to take at number eight, Boris Diaw. This, uh, this again, that. goes back to you're getting a long-term quality NBA guy, but you're just sad you didn't have a top five yeah, pick this yeah, year. But, but I'm going to tell you this right now. If I'm the Chicago Bulls, I'm mad I didn't take Boris Dia. They, like they drafted. Over. Oh, oh, you mean in the redraft? In this redraft, yeah, Dia's a uh, Dia's a better Boris Dia. Yeah, I agree. Because he's a big body, he gets yeah. rebounds, he can hit the three, he does a lot more. Corver's extremely one-dimensional, not a good defender. Right. You know, great three-point shooter. Give me Boris. I will take Boris Dia. And the New York Knicks at number nine, they take Chris Kamen. We, again, we already talked about the fact we like Cayman in the previous Their spot. So obviously, pick was Michael Sweetney from Georgetown. I know, awful. I know, horrendous. Not an NBA player. Not an NBA body. Not an NBA game. He was one of those guys that, like Craig Smith of Boston College, another one that's bigger and wider than everyone in college. And when you get to the NBA and you can't, you aren't an athletic freak. If you're six nine two sixty and you can't dunk, like not that you can't. But you're not a dunker at six nine two sixty. You're just not an NBA player. You don't have ups. Yeah. He had no. He had no hops. He was a big body. And you know what? The end. The era of the big body inside player was over. Yeah. It was gone. And here's the thing: the Knicks taking Cayman here. That's fantastic. They took Michael Sweetney, but they didn't have the opportunity to take Cayman. Right. He I was actually gone. I'm okay with if they had gotten Cayman at eight at nine. I'm sorry. That's okay because that's a defensive. They would have got value. Big body exactly. Much better player than Michael Sweetney. Much better career than Michael Sweetney. Came in only retired what two years ago? A he, year ago? I want to say he played for Golden State uh, last two years year. ago or the last year. Yeah, I think last year it was okay. Uh, it, number ten, the Washington Wizards. Their original pick was Jarvis Hayes. Remember Jarvis Hayes? Uh, Georgia Tech. Yes, exactly. And uh, Josh Howard is their new pick at number ten. Now you just named four dudes that should have been drafted after Josh Howard in this draft. I agree. Josh Howard was was a star. Yeah, he was uh, original original uh, slot was 29th overall to, to the, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. I think that if the Knicks had Josh Howard on the clock now, they're taking Josh Howard. He his his ceiling was higher than everybody past Chris Bosh in this draft that you've named. And, and again, okay, well this is another good one. Okay, number eleven, the Golden State Warriors are on the clock. Their original pick was Michael Petrus. Now, Michael Petrus was a good NBA he player. He was nice, actually. Yeah. He, I, when the Celtics picked him up, 
Uh, I think it was 2011 or 2012. Like many internationals, not great at the beginning. You know, really had to adjust his game to the NBA. But once he did, quality wing, good defender, yep. could hit a three. Effort guy. I like Petrus. Yeah, he was a good player. However, this in this scenario, they're going to take Leandro Barbosa. Barbosa. Now, Barbosa is another one that should have been drafted ahead of about three or four guys before. Absolutely. I, I'm the thinking Brazilian Kyle Corver, blur. Right. Car, Kyle Corver, if I've got a chance, if, I, if, I'm the, if I'm the Bulls at seven. and I'm Oh, Barbosa's at, way better than Corver. Yeah. yeah. I would take him ahead of Dio, too. But that's what I mean. You just named four guys right. that aren't as good as Howard or Barbosa, right. in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. All right, you're, you're, the Seattle Supersonics are still in the league at this point, uh, soon to become the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're they got Nick 12th. Collison, right? They picked Nick Collison, yeah. exactly. Um, but in this case, they take his teammate, Kirk Heinrich, who has slipped to them. He was originally the If you're wondering, I have no computer open and my phone's off in front of me. I actually do actually remember this stuff off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Not to toot my own horn. No, that you should toot your own horn because that's pretty impressive. <laughs> we're down to our last two picks in this, uh, and we're going to agree with the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies are on the clock. Their original pick was Marcus Banks. Wow. Marcus Banks. Iowa State? Yeah. And not a good NBA player. Basically did nothing. I was going to say. So they're going to take a guy who originally went number 42 overall in the second round to the Orlando Magic. Number 13 is Zaza. Patchouli. Oh, well, okay. And and a good play. Listen. Dirty. He's still in the NBA, so, you know, and he's a seven-footer. And he's playing for the Warriors yep. right now. Yep. He's um, got a real good chance of having an NBA ring this year, so. Listen, d- despite the fact that he made a very, uh, a very questionable slash dirty play against Kawhi, Zaza is actually a good basketball player. Oh, yeah. When he, he was on the Hawks, you know, he's had a nice career. Yeah. He, he's moved around a bunch. Orlando, But Atlanta, you have gotten to guys State. now where you're not going... Boy, if only we had drafted Zaza. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to really be driven home with the number 14 pick, which, uh, where is, oh, there it is. Okay, Seattle Superhonics, Supersonics are back on the clock. And they stay with their original pick at number 14, Luke Ridnour. Yeah. From Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Luke and Luke. Luke Jackson, Luke Ridnour. Yeah. Neither one, neither one of them had an NBA career. Kind of. Rittenauer was not. So that'll tell you right there. Okay, so 2003 is, is kind of like the best draft in the history of the league. And really, it is because of four guys. Yeah. It's because of LeBron, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade, and Bosch. Yeah. I mean, Howard and Barbosa both had really nice careers. Diaz still playing. He had a nice career. But, you know, you're talking about Hall of Famers. You got four of them in the When draft. you get to the 14th pick of the draft and you're redrafting and you still have to take Luke Rittenauer, yeah, it's not that great a draft. Well, there's better drafts. I'm telling you there's better drafts. There's better 14th picks. There's drafts with, uh, with <laughs> I'll put it this way. There's not a better four, top four. No. There's no. not. There's, dude. Boy, I've there's, had that. Yeah, it's good. There's not a better top four than yeah. LeBron, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Yeah. Like, not. Now, I'm going to remind you, folks, if you're not aware. The 05 draft? Ma- no. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird did not go in the same draft. Right. Even though they came out of college the same year, they did not go in the same draft. Wow. Larry Bird was drafted the year before because the he rules was, allowed it. Yeah. Kevin Durant just put, hit a three to put Golden State up 26 in the second yeah, quarter. Yeah, this is over. This series is over. It's too bad. It really is too bad because Kawhi's not playing, yes? Kawhi's not playing, no. And really... They're wh- trading two for three at this point. And, too, and it's mean. no good. And, and, and if you trade two for three with the Warriors, you're toast. You're done. Unfortunately, your best perimeter defender is sitting there with a wrapped ankle. And 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 Steph Curry, regardless of how you guard him, is going to hit fifty percent from three, probably forty-five to fifty percent. 
it's funny. His percentages are way down this year. He shot about 40 or 41% for the season. That's it just doesn't matter. <laughs> and they just, hit, they just hit another three. Yeah, and now they're up 29, yeah. yeah. So, listen, five years ago, if you hit 41% from the field... You're probably the best three-point shooter in the league as far as a volume guy. Absolutely the best. Yeah. And now you're probably not you're in the top ten. Averagey. Well, LeBron's shooting 46% in the playoffs from three. Um, and... And both Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, who I think is the best shooting backcourt in the history of the NBA, um, and I don't know that you can really make a ton of argument that they are, uh, they're both shooting around 40%. So. Exactly right. Okay, folks, we're going to take another break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk NBA draft. Have you got enough NBA? I don't think you have because this is really great. So we're going to send you off with another Snoop Dogg, a Snoop Dogg tune. Again, uh, buy them on iTunes, Amazon. Google Play, wherever you buy your music, go get some Snoop Dogg. This next one, I'm going to tell you this. This, uh, from Doggy Style again, because that's what we're featuring today. This is probably my favorite. Your boy David West just scored. Dave West, bro. Number five <laughs> pick in the 2003 draft. That should have been. X goes, he just gave it to him. Yeah. All right, probably my favorite song off the Doggy Style album. And, and because it throws back to one of my other favorite artists, Slick Rick. Lottie Dottie. We likes to potty. We don't cause trouble. All right, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to snoop do it. We'll be right back after this. It's Sports and Beer with Friends on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Yeah. Gotta say what's up to my nigga Slick Rick. For those who don't like it, eat a dick. But for those who with me, sing that shit. Has it go a little something like this. Lordy Dottie, we likes to party, we don't cause trouble, we don't bother nobody, we're just some niggas who on the mic, and when we rock up on the mic, we rock the mic, for all my dogs, keeping y'all in health, just to see you smile and enjoy yourself, cause it's cool when you cause a cozy conditioning, which we create, cause that's our mission, so listen close. Do what we say because this type of shit happens every day I woke up around 10 o'clock in the morning I gave myself a stretch up a morning yawning Went to the bathroom to wash up I threw some soap on my face and put my hands up on a cup and said um, Mirror, mirror on the wall Who is the top dog of them all? There was a ruffle double Five minutes it lasted The mirror said You are you conceited bastard Well that's true That's why we never have no beef So I slipped off my khakis and my gold leaf Use oil of LA cause my skin gets pale And then I got the foul for my fingernails I'm true to the style on my behalf I put the bubbles in the tub so I can take a bubble bath Clean, dry was my body and hair I threw on my brand new doggy underwear for all the bitches I might take home I got the Johnson baby powder and cool water cologne Now I'm fresh dressed like a million bucks Threw on my white socks with my all blue chucks Stepped out the house, up short, oh no I went back in, I forgot my endo Then I dilly, I ran through a I bumped into this mocha name from the this was a girl playing hard to get, so I said, what's wrong? Cause she looked upset, she said, um, it's all because of you. I to do 
she's crying over me and she was feeling blue. I said, um, don't cry, dry your eye. And here comes your mother with those two little guys. Her mean mother steps and says to me, Dex Alley in the face and punched her in the eye. Punched her in the belly and stepped on her feet. Slammed the child on the hard concrete. The bitch was strong, the kid was gone. Something was wrong, I said, what was going on? I tried to break it up, I said, stop it, just leave her. She said, if I can't smoke none, she can't either. She grabbed me closely by my socks. So I broke the hell out and I grabbed my sack of rocks. But um, they gave chase, they caught up quick. They started crying on my shoes and grabbing my dick and saying, why don't you give me a play? So we can break it down the Long Beach way. She kept going, the bitch been around before my mother's born. I said, cheer up, so I gave her a hit. I said, you can't have me, I'm too young for you, bitch. She said, no, you're not. Then she starts crying. I says, I'm 19. She says, stop lying. I says, I am. Go ask my mother. And with your wrinkle pussy, I can't be your lover. All right, we're back. Fortune here with friends. That was Snoop Dogg's Lottie Dottie off the Doggy Style album from 1993. Death Row in the motherfucking hells. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, If you know that song and you don't know the original song by Slick Rick, uh, yeah, you're missing out. You don't know hip-hop, bro. Go check out some uh, Slick Rick, Dougie Fresh, uh, live Lottie Dottie. That is the best hip-hop there possibly could be. In my opinion, I love it. It's all freestyle. It's off the top of his head. Slick Rick is the man. Do you know Slick Rick? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was not taking personal insult to your diatribe. Okay, good enough. Thank you. All right, so uh, we've been talking NBA all day because it's just a really great NBA day that we're recording on. we got NBA Western Conference Finals Game 2 going on in the background. We've already had the draft lottery where the Boston Celtics have taken – the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. And they are currently the number one seed and hosting the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, to put that in historical perspective for you, the last time a team was the number one seed in their conference and had the number one pick in the draft was 1982, the Los Angeles Lakers. You think and the Celtics would like to be drafting James Worthy right now? They selected James Worthy. <laughs> James Worthy. Oh, my God. And he literally became the third best player on their team. The third best number one overall pick on their team. Correct, because they also had a guy named Kareem and a guy named Magic. Um, probably the most talented team in the history of the league. And the Celtics beat him in the finals. Look, the Celtics beat him a lot. Um, did That Lakers group got the best of the Celtics. Yeah, they won five, and the Celtics won three, I believe. Correct. And the two two of the three that the Celtics won were not against the Lakers. Right. Um, that being said, yes. great rivalry. Great, probably the best rivalry in the history of the Not probably. The okay. best rivalry in the history of the NBA. I grew up to that. My dad was a Celtics fan. If you enjoy watching the NBA on Christmas Day, you can thank the Los Angeles Lakers and Boston Celtics for that because that is when every year on Christmas Day there was one game 
Lakers at Celtics or Celtics at Lakers, one or the Dude, other. Those bo- the Boston Garden with the parquet floor and the cigar smoke in the air and everything else, like just everyone standing for the whole game, the raucous crowd, like that was a different time. That NBA for was sure. special. That was that was a special time to be an NBA fan. Well, you're talking about early '80s. You had 2016. The NFL was not today's NFL. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was popular, but not baseball 80s, was the most popular yes, sport. Baseball was still the most popular sport, but basketball was making a real push, and it was really because of Bird and Magic and that Lakers-Celtics rivalry. And then at, the you Sixers know, were in that kind of group, and then Jordan came. I was going to say the perfect. Um, transition when Jordan picked up the reins because as Bird and jo- Bird and Magic got a little older, then Jordan kind of came. He's this the, young buck. He came in and uh, and he had a couple injuries early on, kind of. And then the Pistons owned him for a few years. You yep. know, they were they, he just couldn't get past the Pistons. Pistons. Good, and then the Jordan rules. And then Jordan took off when he got Scottie Pippen, Bill Cartwright, uh, John Paxton. Um, B.J. Cunningham was on that team, yep. and that's when the Bulls really took off. But Magic and Larry kind of saved the NBA, and they really, at that point, it could have gone either way where the NFL was going to become the major player or the NBA, and the NFL just kind of took over. But because uh, Major League, but Major League Baseball never gave up the number two spot, so NBA still kind of is three-ish, but they're kind of MLB, NBA are kind of very equal to the leagues. I mean, for me. You know, it's just you my it. joy is with basketball. You know? I, I love basketball too. It was the game that I was be, I was best at. Um, Personally, no, no, it's the game that I love to play the most. Yeah, I, I would say this. I was best at soccer. I was uh, I, I was a better soccer player than I was a basketball player, and I was a pretty good basketball player. But the game I love to play was basketball. The game I love to watch is baseball. And then now it's really football's football. overtaken all of it. Yeah, um, just because there's so much going on with football, it's just the draft the roster building, all that stuff. But anyway, we're going to talk more about the NBA draft right now. And really what we're the, the topic that I, I put on the, as the title of this is can the Celtics have it all? And I wrote this before. We Celt- found out they had the number one pick. The number one pick. So the Celtics now, obviously, here's the thing. The popular opinion, almost no one is going to tell you that Celtics are going to win this series. And the Celtics have, even if they won this series, no one will give them a... a a chance to beat the Golden State Warriors. And so they shouldn't because they won't. So let's forget about how the rest of this season is going to play out and talk about the future of the Boston Celtics. So here you sit. As the number one seed in the East hosting the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to take over for a minute just because you're a Celtics fan, so you're a bit of a homer here. The Celtics have an opportunity to A, take the first pick in the draft, and then B, trade away next year's number one pick, which is the Brooklyn Nets pick and is going to be probably a top three pick again, and get... A, a variety of free agents, which, honestly, to their misfortune, is basically Gordon Hayward, Paul George, Blake Griffin, and I don't love any of those guys. They're really good NBA players, but they're not transcendent, and they're not good enough to beat the Warriors and LeBron, unfortunately. Okay. Now, but they have a good opportunity to set themselves up as a top three franchise in the league for the next five to ten years with the capital they have in front of them. I, I'm, and I, I hate to say what I'm about to say. They've got to get away from Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I agree with that. For their long-term being good. The problem is none of those guys can be your best player, n- including Isaiah. Isaiah, Paul George, Blake Griffin, Gordon Hayward. Paul George can be your best player. 
not and win championships. I'm sorry. No. No. Uh, you got you've got I can name five guys right now that he's not gonna beat in a playoff series, and you can name the same five guys. Here's the thing. Okay, so their number one pick is going to be a point guard. Yep. What position does Isaiah Thomas play? Shooting point guard. Point guard. Because <laughs> Avery Bradley's not your point guard. Right. They I mean it's going to be tough for them with the two small guards they have to be successful. Like Bottom Avery Bradley's six two ish. Yeah, Isaiah's five five. five. He's five seven. Whatever. All right. So you're gonna. They're gonna. In my opinion. They take Mark Elfels. And the other thing is, there's no one in this draft that's worthy of a number one pick. In my opinion. Uh, there's no one in this draft that right now you're going. Wow, that's a slam dunk. Right. There's no LeBron. It's an unfortunate draft to have the first pick in. In my opinion. So let me ask you this. Do you think that in light of that, they should take this number one pick, turn it into Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball, whichever one they think is better, or Josh Jackson? I mean, yeah. And and then maybe you don't trade the Brooklyn pick. You hold on to that for next year. The problem is unless you can get Westbrook, Harden, Kawhi, these guys that aren't going to leave, right? you know, I mean... Well, I don't, I don't think anybody – here's the thing. The Celtics are in a really – like, you had this thing about the Sixers and all their number one picks and how a lot of these guys left. And yeah. Because, okay, because the team's so bad. Why would you want to stay? Well, the unfortunate thing is a lot the, – the whole draft on potential thing, and, you know, you've heard me say this before if you listen to the show, and it's like you draft guys that are going to help the next team. Right. You're, you're paying to train them to play basketball, guys that are one year in college that aren't ready to dominate in the NBA. I'm telling you the Celtics aren't that franchise, though. I know they're not. The thing is, the thing the Celtics really have going for them is anybody with a sense of NBA history would love to play for the Celtics and be successful in the green and white. And I so you have a chance that a guy like a Harden or a guy like a Westbrook might come to Boston. That that chance was Kevin Durant, and it didn't happen. Kevin, If Kevin Durant was on this Celtics team, you'd be saying they're going to destroy Cleveland. We'd have a different conversation today, Absolutely, that's for sure. Absolutely, 100%. If their three was Kevin Durant and Jay Crowder's coming off the bench. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously... Look, add Kevin Durant to literally any team in the NBA. Any basketball team ever. They're way better with Kevin Durant than they are without because he is awesome. Um, But that's the thing. You you know, the uh, number one pick in the draft in and of itself is great, but if there's not the transcendent talent to take, then it's only great on paper. And that's kind of where the Celtics find themselves right now is that unfortunate sort of lacking free agent class where none of the really great guys' contracts are up right now. So a lot of Celtics fans were really up in arms over Danny Ainge not trading some of these assets to get a guy. Do you think... But I don't think any of those guys, the Paul Georges or whatever they could have gone after, really gets them any further than they are right now. Like if Paul George is your three, you're You're probably better than you are. And maybe you have a better chance against the Cavs, but you ain't beating Golden State. However... However, you're not. I mean, it's just not that transcendent. The only player. team that can beat Golden State is LeBron. I think That's secondarily, it. you you say the history of the Celtics. Secondarily, as a young player in the NBA, if you have the opportunity to go play for a guy like Brad Stevens, it helps. That might be. You're like, look at what he's done with this group of. Let's say what they are. They're this group of misfits. Yeah. No other team would want any of these players. You ser- no other team wants Isaiah Thomas to be their best player. That's for sure. 
And do you want your two guard to be Avery Bradley? No. Do you want your three to be like, Jay Crowder? The Knicks are atrocious, and I'm saying no. Right. As a Knicks fan, as no. a Knicks fan, do you want Al Horford as your four? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll take Horford. Now you're taking Porzingis. And pair off the him floor. with Porzingis. You're taking him off the floor. Well, you can play Porzingis at the five and be all right. <laughs> you can. No one's got true. Look, that's literally the only player that you want is Al Horford. Is Porzingis is the only player on the Knicks I want, and then and then we can add <laughs> to that from the Celtics. <laughs> do you want Kelly Olynyk? I mean, if he's my ninth man, sure. Okay, he's fine. All right. Well, for the Celtics, he's like their seventh guy. Yeah. So, your I guess sixth the sixth guy is Marcus Smart. Do you want that guy as your sixth guy? Probably more than anybody else you just mentioned. Right. I like Marcus Smart. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, it's just it's an unfortunate position to be in the NBA because if you don't have Really, it's five or six guys in the NBA that can win championships right now. And if you don't have one, you're just you're playing for the future, and you can only play for the future right. so long. And the unfortunate thing is Boston has all this capital right now, and this capital right now just can't buy you what it needs to buy you. And basically, in today's NBA, what you have to do is you've got to get yourself in a position where your team of ancillary pieces is so attractive that a star player wants to leave his current situation and go to your team. The one to me that there's a chance that happens with is Russell Westbrook because Oklahoma City is just not doing Russell any favors. They aren't nope. surrounding him with acceptable talent. Victor Oladipo. Dude, their best players are like Steven Adams and Oladipo, and you know that's just not good enough. Now, if you can take Russell Westbrook and switch him out for Isaiah Thomas and now add in Gordon Hayward, where your backcourt is Westbrook and Hayward. Yeah, you're good. And now I get yes. Now I'm thinking if I can add a Blake Griffin or a Paul George. Now Blake I Griffin, have Blake Griffin, Al Horford, Amir Johnson. Right. Yeah. With quality bench players, with Crowder coming off the bench and Smart coming off the bench. Hey, you got a roster that's got a chance. And the a problem young, and a young Josh Jackson or someone of that ilk coming yeah. and, and learning. Jalen Brown actually is might be the best player on this team right now. Like he's got a nice potential wise. Yeah, but he's three years His off. Athletic, exactly. Yeah. You're exactly right. Next year he'll be better. The year after that, that's when now you're he's a see. star. Right. Yeah. In 2020. Brown, his athleticism at six foot eight is stupid. Yeah. It is stupid how athletic he is. Yeah. So the you know, and but at that point you also have gotten to the point where LeBron's now old. Yes. You know you can get past LeBron. The thing really that kind of stifles the entire NBA is Golden State. Like, you can't beat them. Right now, you can't beat Golden State. I'm sorry. Popovich with Kawhi had a shot. A shot. Not a very a, good one, but a, a shot. shot. Um, but that's it. And so unless your roster is set up to beat Golden State, what are you doing? And the only way you beat Golden State is if the refs let you push them around on the perimeter, as we discussed off the air. Um, the reason Cleveland won the finals last year is because in the finals, unlike the rest of the year and the rest of the playoffs, Cleveland was allowed to chuck them pass the three-point line, and not have fouls called. Basically, what's been illegal for five years, hand-checking... Was allowed. Oh, was allowed in the last year's final. Yep. And that was... The reason Cleveland won was because they were allowed to bump and grind on Curry and Thompson. Now, you just... I don't have the R. Kelly queued up. That's all right. right. I mean, my mind's telling me no. All right? (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, baby. And the other thing is, having added Durant, you don't have enough quality defenders to cover these guys on the wings. Kevin Durant. Dude, you realize they also have Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala. It's like, 
It's stupid. The dearth Andre of talent. Iguodala is hurt, and it doesn't fucking matter. The dearth of talent is silly. You've got bigs that are good. You've got... It's, it's just stupid. Kevin, Kevin Durant, in case you're unaware, is a transcendent basketball player. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> if LeBron James didn't exist, we would all be... He's the best player in the league. Over... He's got a seven foot two wingspan and he's a marksman from three. If he had gone to the Washington Wizards or the Boston Celtics, wow! If he, so if he was Durant, on that, if he was on that Wizards team, the Wizards would have been the one. They'd team. be the best the team in the Wiz- league. They'd be the best team. Well, they, I'll put it this way: they'd be Golden State in the East. Kevin Durant said something great this week about the NBA Combine. He was talking about the Combine being worthless. And he's yeah, like, it's, it's the worst. I knew nobody at the Combine could guard me. Well, yeah, Kevin, the Combine was worthless for you, <laughs> all right? Because you were the best player in college but basketball you know by far. Frank Mason needs this shit, yeah. okay? So shut up and just go out there and play. But listen, if uh, I'm, I'm actually thinking about this in my head right now. Okay, so let's say you have a, a conference finals where it's uh, – an NBA finals where it's Golden State, as they were constituted last, last year. And, and – you're got You're Washington plus Durant plus Durant. How does Steph Curry guard John Wall? Steph Curry is the Isaiah Thomas of that series. Oh my God, John Wall is going to kill him. Yeah, I will say this: Steph, because of his face and looking like he's thirteen, he gets a lot of disrespect. He does, and this year in particular, Steph's jacked now. Yeah, no, he, Steph has changed his body. Steph's pretty D's, man. So there's two guys in this league who have changed their body tremendously since since when they were drafted, and it's Steph Curry and Kelly Olynyk. Take a look. Kelly Olynyk is not pudgy anymore. Yeah, right. For at sure. All. He used and to be a little bit pudgy. To be fair, that, a lot of guys are that in the NBA, and That's if you had drastic. one knock to, on Carmelo Anthony, it would be that he never got into elite shape. Correct. You know? He didn't. He worked on his jump shot more than he worked on his, 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 physical, on his fitness, physical fitness. But yeah. Um, so you see that when guys become professional athletes and get away from the dorm eating. And, and you know, that, that most guys do. Hire a nutritionist. They get into Get into a program. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of hypotheticals. But right now, as long as the Warriors stay together, uh, everything is you're, you're building a team to try to beat the Warriors. And barring injury to two guys... The Warriors are the best team in the league. You literally need to see two of them go down to have them not be the best team. And, and that's the thing. Most teams in the NBA, you, you take their best player away, they're not going to be Dude, if, good. If, if, if Kevin Durant, we just said transcendent talent, if Kevin Durant gets hurt, Golden State is still the best team in the league. If Steph Curry gets hurt, they're still the best team in the league. And Kevin Durant is their best player. Well, yeah. Yeah. There was like four seconds where people were talking about Steph Curry being better than LeBron, which was a joke. But oh my God! Th- those people were wrong. And I'm sorry, Golden State fans. I know you love Steph Curry. He is the second best player on your team now, which is fine because that's why that team is like and you know who the, knows it the target. You know who knows it? Everybody. Steph Curry knows it. Everybody. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, as a Celtics fan, you should be excited. Oh. You've got the first pick. You've got a bright future. You're going to be better than you were this year, and you were the first seed in the East this year. But the bottom line is, you got to get past. Golden State, you got to get past the Spurs. You got to get past the you Rockets. Wait them out. You, you, you just this team has to wait them out. Yeah. to be honest with you. So basically, what they've got to do is just continue to build for the next three years or four years, and they're going to be if they're. Here's the thing: draft the guy you think is the best NBA player they in 2021. Didn't, they didn't get as lucky as they could have. They didn't get multiple number one overall picks out of this Brooklyn deal, which they could have gotten, and they didn't. 
Like they got the number three pick last year and they took Jalen Brown. That was a Herschel Walker-esque fleecy. It was so bad. Here, have Paul Pierce's overaged, no longer any good ass. And we'll get all your first round picks. And Kevin Garnett, by the way. Same. Who is way past. They're both way past their prime. I don't even know if Brooklyn made the playoffs with those guys. If they did, they were very low. I think they made the playoffs the one the first year, and the Brooklyn did not get the. They were not competitive. Right. Here's the thing: when that trade was made, I said the Celtics will win a championship before this Nets. These Nets will, and I I'll tell you that I was rooting for the Nets that first year because I like KG and Paul Pierce, of course, and they actually got Jet Terry too. Most people who are NBA fans without an agenda, probably like those two guys because they're very likable players. Absolutely. You know, I and was rooting for those Celtics teams against the Lakers in the finals yes. because to me, Kobe's very unlikable. I'm not oh, a big Kobe fan, but I can, so. I can appreciate his greatness. And if Kendrick Perkins doesn't go down in game six in 2010, they probably win that game. But they didn't. The they got the won. one that mattered, honestly, for all those guys. Anything's yeah. possible. The yep. Anything's possible yep. 2008 Boston Celtics. Yep. What a great Jesus, that was almost ten years ago. It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Rajon Rondo was a was a second year player that year, and he was if if Rajon Rondo wasn't Rajon Rondo, that team's not a title team. Absolutely not. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins the same. Yeah, the same. His defensive presence in the center was amazing. Yep. He 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 and Rajon Rondo were as much the reason they won as the big three were. So speaking, remember I was saying Dwayne Wade was the top five shooting guard, and I was like, no fucking way, right? One of the guys that came to mind that was clearly this dude's better than Dwayne Wade was Ray Allen. Not even close. Only in three-pointers is he superior to Dwayne Wade. Ray Allen averaged something like 18 or 19 points a game for his career, and Dwayne Wade's at like 22.8 or 23. Ray had his best years. Really, his best year was like 2008 was one of his better years. But he had his best years in the Sonics. Sonics. With the Bucs, too. Yeah. Those Bucs teams are kind of nice with Glenn Robinson. Glenn Robinson, Ray Allen. Oh, man. That was a nice team. We should really just do uh, a... Sam Cassell. Yeah. Yeah, th- those teams were nice. We teams. should really just do a... Remember this team? Yeah. Podcast where we just get together and just talk about the, like, the 2003 Milwaukee Bucks. The, how about Run TMC? Oh, you my God. Remember this team? Yes! Chris Mullen. Oh, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. Oh, and Mitch Richmond. Yep. Oh, my God. The Golden State Warriors of old. Yes. What a great team. That was so Run. much fun to watch. Yep. The old Orlando Magic teams were great. Uh, a little before my time, but the early '80s Philly teams—they were Moses oh Malone, Doctor J. I will teams. tell you all about Bobby Caldwell and and Caldwell Jones and 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 Maurice Cheek. Dude, I remember and, I was young. I cried when Doctor J retired. I was probably seven years really old. Good. Seriously, remember? I remember. To, I was watching on our Magnavox TV in the wooden set in my living room. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. I had to be seven years old. All right, so so here's the thing. So I am myself, uh, 45 years old. I am a Yankees, Cowboys, Celtics, Rangers fan. My cousin Robert, Robert White, my main man, was a Red Sox, Sixers, uh, Bruins. All the enemies. Basically. Every <laughs> en- and I think like the Eagles, too. Was it Eagles or, or, or the Giants? Either one or the other. I, he wasn't a huge, but he was a big basketball fan. He loved the Sixers. He had that white satin Sixers jacket, like in the 80s. Yep. Oh, bro. It was dope. 
I had the white satin Celtics jacket in the eighties, which was doper because we won championships. But anyway, uh, yeah, we just fo fo fo. They won championships too, bro. They absolutely did fo fo fo. That one title that was amazing. He was uh, like I got to sit there and watch him implode as the nineteen eighty six Red Sox lost to the Mets. Yeah, you don't even. These, you're you're, you're talking even. about some of my first sports memories. Like, there's a reason I'm a Mets fan. That's like my first baseball memory. Robert White is the greatest. I love him to. And but he would be an amazing guy to sit and talk about '80s basketball with because he knew them all. He knew them all. He loved basketball. He loved the Sixers, but he loved basketball. He was a good basketball player, actually. Uh, he was a good high school basketball player who, however, barely played any high school basketball because he had to have two hip surgeries in high school. Really? Yeah. It's a young age to have hip issues. Yeah, he had uh, he had a, a hip dysplasia problem, ah. and he had to both hips operated on one at a time. So he lost basically his entire basketball career. Well, that sucks. Yeah, because he was a good ball player. He was a good point guard. He was a good guard. He could shoot, uh, but he never basically never got to play. So it was a real shame. Great guy, still around. Just had a baby last year. My cousin Robert White. Good for you, Rob. They sped through halftime, and the third quarter is already two minutes in because they're like, yo, this game's over. Let's just, let's just, just get it on. Roll. Just roll. Let's just keep rolling. <laughs> Rolling time. Like a high school intramural game. All right, folks. Well, I hope you enjoyed our, uh, I hope you enjoyed our broadcast today. I think we did. Um, certainly you love the music because it was Snoop Dogg. We talked a lot of NBA, so if you're a basketball guy, you're going to love it. Uh, I know Mike had a great time. Absolutely. Basketball this fabulous. For basically two hours. Uh, we will get back to a more uh, balanced format next week. We'll talk a little bit more about football. OTAs are going to be underway. Uh, training camp's coming up in less than three months. Can you believe it? Dude, this is great. The Jonathan Simmons career track. The Spurs. Before that, the Austin Spurs of the NBDL. And before that, some places you ain't never heard like of. Paris Community <laughs> College. Yeah, Jonathan Simmons, if you don't know, check it out. He is a Spurs uh Starter. Another one of nowhere. these guys that who the Spurs found. find yeah. and turn into a really good player. No no, no other way to put it. So I had a great show. I hope you guys all did too. All right. We're going to end with another Snoop Dogg song. But before we go, we would like to remind you again to follow the show at Sports Beer Show. Follow Mike at Mustrolia123. You can also follow me at Duckman for Real. If you're on Instagram, you can follow Steve. I'm going to convince him to get on Twitter at some point. But it's not yet. Steve Core is his Instagram ID. We are ending with another Snoop Dogg song. Again, it is off the Doggy Style album. And it is G's and Hustlers. Because this is for the G's and this is for the Hustlers. This is for the Hustlers. And this is for the G's. All right, y'all. Have a great time. We'll be back probably next week, maybe the week after. Who knows? We'll let you know when it drops. Uh, It's Sports and Beer with Friends. Again, check us out. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and tune in. And also, on, uh, of course, you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio and follow us on Twitter at Sports Beer Show. We'll see you next week or so. Thanks for listening. All right, bye. This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers now back to the G's. This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers now back to the G's. Freeze. Had ease. Now let me drop some more of them keys. It's 199-Trace, so let me just play. It's Snoop Dogg, I'm on the mic, I'm back with Dr. Drake. But this time, I'm gonna hit your ass with a touch to leave motherfuckers in the days fucked up. 
so sit back, relax, new jacks get smacked. It's Snoop Doggy Dogg, I'm at the top of the stack. I don't black for a second, and I'm still checking. The dopest motherfucker that you're hearing on the record is me. You see, S N O P D O double G Y, the D O double G. I'm fly as a falcon, soaring through the sky, and I'm high till I desire, so check it, I get busy, I make your head dizzy, I blow up your mouth like I was dizzy, Gillespie, I'm crazy, you can't face me, I'm the S, oh yes, I'm fresh, I don't fuck with the stress, I'm all about the chronic, bionic, you see, every single day chillin' with the D-O-double-G's, D-O-U-N-D, that's my clique, my crew, you fuck with us, we got to fuck you up, I thought you knew, but yet you still, you wanna get real, now it's time to feel, you say chill and feel, the motherfucking realism, Snoop Doggy Dogg is on the mic, I'm hitting hard as steel, nigga. This is for the jeans, and this is for the hustlers, this is for the hustlers, now back to the jeans. This is for the jeans, and this is for the hustlers, this is for the hustlers, now back to the jeans. How many hoes in your motherfucking group? Wanna take a ride in my 78 coupe, DB? Chill as I take you on a trip, where them niggas ride and slide, you know about the east side. Niggas like myself, here to show you where it's at, with my hoes on my side and my strap on my back. Papers I stack daily And death row is still the label that pays But you know how that go We flow toe for toe If you ain't on the road Fuck you and your hoe Really though, so check it It's Snoop Doggy Dog on the solo tip Steel clock and gripping Don't really give a shit About nothing at all Just my dog Stepping through the fog And I'm still gon' fade them all With the gangster shit That keeps you hanging How many hoes in 94 Will I be banging? Every single one To get the job done As I dip, skip, flip right Back to 2-1 Will the sun be shining And I'll be rhyming It's me Snoopy go double G And I'm climbing This is for the G's And this is for the hustlers This is for the hustlers Now back to the G's This is for the G's And this is for the hustlers This is for the hustlers Now back to the G's I come creeping through the fall With my sagging deuce Eastside Long Beach In a 7-8 cookie V I'm rolling with the G Bump bumping in my shit And it don't quit So drop it on the one Motherfucker put together That shit a nigga with a grip of that gangster shit With the east side hoes on my motherfucking dick And the Compton niggas all about to set trip Swing it back, bring it back just like this And if you with my shit, then blaze up another split And keep the motherfucking blunt in your pocket low Cause doggy dog is all about the zigzag smoke See, it's a West Coast thing where I'm from And if you want some, get some bad enough to take some But watch the gun by my side Because it represents me and the motherfucking east side so bow down to the bow wow, cause bow wow, yippee yo, you can't see my flow, my shit is dope, original, now you know, and can't no hood fuck with death, wrist up. This is for the jeans, and this is for the hustlers, this is for the hustlers, now back to the jeans, this is for the jeans, and this is for the hustlers, this is for the hustlers, now back to the jeans.